Hey everyone, you're listening to Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb. Episode 15, Impact Wrestling, WWE, NXT, and All Elite Wrestling's Dynamite Review from February 16th and 17th, 2021. Hello everybody and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes. I am Caleb. And I'm Blake. We have an awesome show for you today. We'll be covering the news over the last few days, as well as Tuesday's Impact and uh, Wednesday's uh, NXT and Dynamite, as well as the Twitter polls and our least and most favorite bits from the shows over the last few days. Yes, uh, and before we get into that, remember, if you are new to Walking the Ropes or you uh, have been listening and are enjoying what we do, uh, you can find everything Walking the Ropes through our link tree, which is posted in the descriptions and bios of all of our stuff, links to our social medias, ways to support us, and literally every podcasting platform that we are available on. Uh, But with that being said, yeah, we'll get into, uh, get right into the show here. Um three decent shows um for sure i don't think there was any overall like really really low points from any of them obviously we Uh, have our worst of the nights after the fact but uh it was hard to fish for worst of the nights but some of the shows i felt like they could have done more there was definitely a sense of some of the shows could have done more but um yeah, the the worst of the night, I definitely had to sit on a few of them and just be like, what was really, like, the worst of this night? Yeah, exactly. And so, like, some of my, my worsts are just, like, nitpicky little things. Oh, like... Same, same, 100%. Uh, but yeah, but before we get into uh, any results, as normal, we have our news. Um... One of the very first things I'd like to bring up, it kind of relates a little with results, but I, I want to get it out of the way just in case anybody has seen it and hasn't seen the clarification in that. We were just talking about it prior to going live. Um, after NXT last night, uh, there was reports circulating about Kyle O'Reilly. There was a bump that was taken, which we will cover in the results. Um, and fans, it was actually the fans in attendance um started reporting that it seemed that he had was having a seizure um which uh for those that don't know uh he is a type 1 diabetic so like it's not uh i i shouldn't say it's not uncommon necessarily it's not unheard of but it's not unheard of um and people started uh posting about it when in reality <clears throat> uh it was just him selling the spot um I know I loaded up my Twitter because I watch NXT afterwards, and so I I avoided Twitter minus uh, us posting the polls um, up until after NXT, and I was just seeing these, you know, hope Kyle is okay, you know, wishing you all the best, Kyle, blah, 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 and I'm sitting here going like, um, well, yeah, he took a pretty good bump, but what the fuck's going on and then it come to pretty find protected it. you know the way they actually did it and everything like yeah like like it was a brutal bump it, it definitely yeah like, he's definitely but the way it, it happened but... it we've seen that move in particular taken worse exactly um and so. so i was really confused and then come to find out that that fans were speculating all this shit and uh but from the reports as of really late 
last night, early this morning. Um, he was just, in fact, uh, selling. There was also people uh, saying stuff to the extent of, like, the medics had to wake him up, that he was actually knocked out in that. And, and from what I was reading, once again, he just was really selling um, the Similar move. to the way Riddle did on Raw with the, where am I, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, some of these guys uh, are really able to sell. And I mean, we were talking about it just before the podcast. Something like that. um, I mean, it it was a big thing. In reality, if you were to take that into... Because you've always got to look at it. uh, I mean, we're uh, kind of in an outside perspective a lot of the time. uh, Or or I guess we're we're an inside perspective. Knowing you know, pro wrestling, how they are protecting each other, even on these bumps and that take it from an outside perspective and look at it as a real fight. If you were to legitimately take something like that and it wasn't a protected bump. Yeah. You'd be fucking out and you'd be stretchered out. Absolutely. Um, and so him selling that bump, I mean, he did it exactly how it should have been. I mean, you made the comment of, you know, being, if you were a wrestler, that character, that selling, everything stays on until you're behind the curtain. Yeah, um, exactly. So I just, I know that was a big thing. I know I was still seeing posts this morning on Twitter of people being like, is there any update on Kyle? And it was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sakes. Like, yeah. To the point where I think even WWE had to go out of their way to confirm it wasn't a real seizure. Did like, they? I think so. I'm not 100% certain on that, but uh, I, believe I can they, check quickly. I believe they post the injury reports on Thursdays uh, yeah. for NXT, so I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, it's going to come out that, you know, because of what happened, he was stretchered. Obviously, uh, according to the injury report, he will be injured. Uh, and I think that will really clear it up for everybody. But um, Yeah, I have the thing from okay. Sportskedia here. Yeah, I know there was a there was a lot of the websites and a lot of the wrestling journalists that were clearing it up. So Ryan Satin yep. tweeted out saying, From what I've been told, Kyle O'Reilly did not suffer a real seizure from NX or after NXT tonight and did not suffer a, a medical episode. According to WWE sources, it was all just part of storyline. Happy to hear he's okay. So yeah. not WWE themselves, but officials within wwe have had to go out of their way to make it official yeah he was the first one that i saw uh talking about the situation um not being what was being broadcasted so uh yeah but yeah i just wanted to get that one out of the way there for Um, sure yeah no that needs to be clarified for anybody who hasn't seen the clarification exactly uh what what you got what you got um, JR comments on his slip up on AEW, just going, yep, heat of battle, live TV, it's my bad. We will obviously talk about the, uh, the aforementioned moment. slip up. Yeah, I, I have it in my notes so for the I. show. Um, good old JR, good old JR. But we talked about it without saying what it is. It makes total sense why it happened. Yeah, but when we get around to it, we'll segue for, for two, three minutes uh, about yeah. our discussion last night. We we had to call after the events of uh, Dynamite, which, um, <clears throat> yeah, we, we will talk about uh, once we get around to the Dynamite uh, results yeah, and shit. 
Exactly. Uh, Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, you, what else you got? You got more there? Uh, yeah. So, Chris Jericho names the worst wrestler ever. <laughs> Do you have any guesses? I but saw the article. Saw, I uh, saw the fucking article. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I, I think somewhere in the comment he said Vince would even fuck up a schoolboy or did so, fuck up a schoolboy. He was talking with Eugene on the on his podcast. And, on Talk is Jericho? Yeah, on yeah. Talk is Jericho. And um, uh, basically Eugene was talking about how he got to beat Vince McMahon with a schoolboy. And Chris Jericho goes... Man, Vince McMahon is the worst wrestler ever. He probably even messed up that schoolboy, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and I know within that interview, Eugene had talked about like wanting to turn heel. And yeah, uh, he he'd even talk about uh, who was responsible for uh, getting him a job. Yeah, and as uh, well as getting him fired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, they really so covered it was a really all good of it. show. Yeah. Yeah. Talk as Jericho is really good. I I enjoy what I what I listen. I used to listen like religiously to it, and I right. haven't as of the last few years. But uh, I uh I would love to just have a five minute interview with Chris Jericho. That'd be so cool. Oh, I know. I'm still so pissed off. Uh, when we were in college, we had the opportunity. Fozzie was literally like a a minute and a half walk from yeah. from uh where we were going to school they were gonna be a minute and a half away and we fucking had a class that night and just ah uh... i'm amazed like smash didn't somehow get a booking for him though while he was in london i am i am ridiculously surprised yeah like they like they clearly it just didn't work out they definitely tried oh there there's but... there's no way they did not attempt to have chris jericho do there something. was a phone call just like all right how much <laughs> that much okay never mind <laughs> yeah i can't do that right. oh geez. good talking to you chris <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh, so, uh, my next, uh, note here, um, I'm sure just about everybody's seen it at this point, because it's literally plastered everywhere, which I think people are going a little overboard with it, um, but, uh, Tony Khan, uh, had an interview, and made a comment, we, we previously talked about Cody Rhodes talking about it, um, Nobody took it really this seriously. Yeah, but the second Tony Khan opens his mouth, it's like, oh, shit. Uh, Tony Khan uh, has said he is completely open to a uh, WWE crossover. He even, in the, the, like, this is where I'm seeing on all the headlines, he begged them to come to Jacksonville. Which, I mean, was, yeah. was obviously, in a sense, like, I can understand him. Uh, like, within the interview, he he's like, like, come to Jacksonville, like, I'm begging you. Um, which uh, I've even seen a few articles being like, Tony Khan's that fucking needy. I'm like, we, I mean, we don't need to sit on this for long. We literally had like a 20 minute discussion of this on the last podcast, but business wise, I do not blame Tony Khan one bit. Tony Khan sees the dollar signs and it's like, why the fuck wouldn't I? And I mean, for those who don't also know. Tony Khan's pockets are deeper than Vince's. Like a fuck, like like billions of dollars deeper. <laughs> billions like, with a B. Uh, yeah, I don't want to like 
try to make Vince feel bad or anything, but if he wants to do the battle of the billionaires, it shouldn't have been Trump. It should have been Khan. Well, exactly. Like, um, it, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's smart business. Uh, and the thing is, is I honestly, I said it on the last one. I say it here. I see it happening. It's just a matter of when. And for how long? Because I don't see it lasting very long either, knowing how WWE is. Oh, it'll be a two, three week build to a mega show. They're going to make millions from it. I wouldn't doubt it if they do a whole weekend extravaganza like like a WrestleMania or something. I bet you they could even sell out a fucking... I bet you they could book a stadium like mid-August, sell the fucking thing out and put on this well, mega show. I wouldn't show. be surprised. And honestly, Wembley, the biggest stadium. Do it again. The it's only... obviously in the UK, but Oh yeah, um the only reason I do not f- see that fully cuz the thing is is in a sense, it, it's it's really smart. I mean, the UK shows always sell out because there's such a base over there, and they they're deprived of it. Um, similar to up here in Canada. I mean, the second WWE is like, here's a here's a big show, you know, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Those or tickets, even the Heat Wave tour rolls around. Yeah, most of the time, a lot of those shows are packed. Um, but like, at least the lower bowl is like. Yeah, uh, but like specifically, like like uh, Survivor Series when they came a few years back, SummerSlam when they came, uh, what was that two years back? I mean, you were at the SmackDown yeah. of that uh, weekend. Yeah. But the takeover, that was so fun. the takeover beforehand, and then the main pay per view being, like I said, Survivor Series and SummerSlam. Uh, both weekends, I was trying to get tickets to both, um, and I literally uh, got booted off of Ticketmaster on pre-release on or like pre-sale, I guess, on main sale. Like the fucking tickets were the hardest things to get. They were sold out within the day. Right. Like, it's... Yeah, well, I mean, and the really funny thing is, to hear that, and then the way SmackDown was that night, like, I was supposed to be up in the nosebleeds, and I ended up hard camera side, to the point where you said you even saw me. Yeah, which which is really neat. I I always do shit like that. Like, but I was supposed to not even be visible, I was supposed to be sitting on the side of the hard camera. Like, yeah. watching from hard camera view, which would be cool because that's basically like watching from TV. But that's you where get I've all sat for fed to you. That's where I've sat for uh, both of my uh, TVs that I went to in 07 and 08. I was in the yeah. lower bowl on hard camera side. Um, right. Which, which I, is really cool, honestly. I, yeah, like, I mean, being on the opposite side is nice because then you have the opportunity to be on more so than being you know, on the other side, but like you said, you get fed everything on that's on hard camera side, because that's where the hard camera is. So there's benefits to both sides, but anyways, really? Yeah. I would prefer to sit like, like, especially if somebody's cutting a promo, I want to see their intensity. So I just be like, yeah, if if I'm going to get like front row seats, um, like I'm getting it on the side of hard cam because I don't care if people will see me. 
Like, oh, that's just it. I'm there to enjoy the action, and they always fucking talk that way. Like, yeah, exactly. So, I want to feel like he's talking to me. Excuse me. But uh, yeah, t- going back to the the crossover and stuff like that. The only reason I wouldn't fully see Wembley, even though ticket sales, it would make sense, and they'd still get a lot of buys. It's the time difference for the actual yes. airing of the pay per view. That's for why sure. WWE hasn't done like a SummerSlam or something over there since the 90s the last pay-per-view they really did was the takeover which aired at I don't even know what time in the morning I can remember waking up and going oh yeah like I got a pay-per-view on at like 10 a.m that's okay sure yeah well I mean NXT UK NXT UK airs at like 11 a.m our time i think oh really um so well i've watched the takeover the uk takeovers and they start at like 10 11 in the morning and i'm I'm always so weirded out sitting there watching a, it's a like live uh, morning pay-per-view. cartoons oh my god i don't think they do those anymore do they they're still cartoons for sure they're still children so Okay. Anyways, uh, th- this isn't a Saturday morning cartoon podcast. Uh, this is a pro wrestling podcast. But uh, but no, I, I, mean, I I'm think sure, I'm sure there's wrestlers in Saturday mo- Sunday morning cartoons and stuff like. Oh that. yeah. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> but yeah, I just I don't know. I I think it's smart business on both parts. I yes. I said it on the last one. I just like you think if Vince saw pockets exactly make them deeper. And and you think if Vince saw the dollar signs, like there, it'd be a no brainer. Um, I just don't think he wants other people to get dollar signs. And, and that's one of the biggest issues. I mean, that's that's we we talked about it on the last cast, so we won't stick on it. But like WCW, like if they would have just done this mega show with WCW once or twice in in the entire process of it all like we'd have two big three big rest i guess if we count impact four big like we'd have wrestling promotions we'd have we'd have tons we'd have tons of wrestling like i mean we even do right now but like i mean even new japan would have probably started an an american uh brand earlier earlier because because they wouldn't have been scared of the possibility of being run out of the market yeah um but i mean that's even like going back to tna back in 07 08 09 like the balls they had to try to compete against wwe exactly and the thing is is sure impact's audience wasn't huge but they were still rolling in one one and a half million viewers at that point i would assume and I'd they had so. big names. Um, sure, they were in a st- studio at Universal, but it still. But you held. could buy season tickets as a fan, which is kind of cool. I I always liked that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just WWE could have done a nice show, like two week build up and a good show with them, and made more money than they probably would off of whatever there you know at that point it would have been fucking uh i don't even know one night stand or some shit like that pay-per-view like they could have I thrown they still that run in one there. night stand every once in a while it's it's extreme rules now <laughs> that that's what extreme oh, rules is now yeah um i was thinking of one night only for impact yeah 
Yeah. Um, I remember when they were doing that. That was so weird. Yeah. Uh, one night only Matt and Jeff Hardy versus Motor City Machine Guns. I'm like, I think we've seen that before. My favorite is the fact <laughs> that those shows would completely kill storylines at that point. Like you'd have guys that have been feuding on TV for like three months. Suddenly they're best friends and they're teaming together in a match, but they're like, it's not with the storylines. And it's like, where the fuck did kayfabe go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two big middle fingers to the fans. That's exactly what they did. That's that's all you can say uh, right there is what that those shows were. Oh, like there was some great shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was some great shit on them, too. Like I watched a handful of them, but it was just like I said, like there there was at one point I kind of watched Impact for about a month or so. Um, and I was kind of getting back in tune with the storylines, getting to know people again. And then they were like this, you know, this Saturday one night only. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, sure, I'll watch it. And I watched it. And literally people that they were building up this big feud for teamed together. There was no animosity or anything between them. They were just there. They were together. The match happened. They hugged afterwards. And I was like, um, what am I missing? And then I went online to search up these one night onlys and they're like, yeah, like it doesn't continue storylines. It doesn't do any of this. And I'm like, I can fucking tell. <laughs> yeah. It's I, they, I think they still do it, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, they haven't, uh, since in a while, uh, probably 2018 would have been one of the last ones. Because now they're yeah. back to the regular pay-per-view schedules and shit, too. Um, yeah, they, they switched up their names on a bunch of their pay-per-views for a while. Oh, a ton. Like. But, uh. Yeah, now they're back. I think they just announced that Sacrifice is actually. I, I saw something about that, yeah. But I couldn't and find I like, any official isn't thing. Isn't Rebellion coming up? Hey, we got, like, two weeks in between Hard to Kill and No Surrender, so. We got one week. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Impact really just, this like, pay-per-view, pay-per-view. <laughs> but the nice part is, though, as I found out, uh, it, like, something like, uh, No, uh, No Surrender that just happened uh on the fight app it was only it only cost 12 bucks right like which is a like really nice change yeah that's literally one of the only reasons i have the network is i'd rather pay the 9.99 a month well it's not even 9.99 anymore it's fucking more than that but it's still cheaper than the 80 dollars they charge for a isn't pay-per-view. there a 9.99 bracket though uh not here in canada uh for oh. the states i'm not yeah here in canada it's 15 a month okay so they always say only on the free network you obviously get that stuff too right like they don't just block that stuff from the people who are paying oh f- yeah i yeah i get all that I, shit uh-huh. i was gonna say because like whenever it calls like only from the free version i'm like so does that imply that people who are paying for it don't get it I like... know, uh, no, I, I get, I get that stuff as well, but, um, but I'd still rather pay 15 a month and whatever that comes out to in a year for the pay-per-views. There are a few series that I watch. I, I like watching the documentaries and shit. 
Um, yeah. But even if I were to literally watch like the one pay-per-view and then two or three shows or something a month, I'd still pay that every month versus like WrestleMania last year, both nights I had uh, because um, like I didn't have cable at the time. I, I running through the network. My parents actually through their cable subscription have the network and then I pay them for it. Cause that's right. the only way in Canada. Cause you know, fuck us. Um, I had them check the pay-per-view cost of mania both nights and it was 80 bucks a night last year. It's 160 bucks for the two yep. nights. Yeah. If you were to want to watch both nights of WrestleMania, at least in Canada last year, without the network. But that's, like, more expensive than getting a ticket to a half-decent wrestling show. Um, that's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Uh, that, that tallies probably just around what I've spent to every Smash show we've been to for my tickets alone. We get front-row seat tickets to Smash for, like, 30 bucks. And they're great shows. Yeah, and they're usually we usually book them like as soon as we can. Take man, I can't wait for that. Oh my god, let's I know. not talk about Smash. <laughs> I know, it makes me upset. But uh, I I couldn't believe that last year. So, and I bet you this year will be the exact same. So oh, probably. I look forward to our our WrestleMania shows though, and uh, if all works out, hopefully here here's a little thing for everybody. Hopefully we'll we'll be doing a a live watch along. As Hopefully, well yeah. for Mania this year. Um, but yeah, anyways. All things working out. Yeah, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. What else you got for news? Um, Ric Flair names the top three female performers. The number one, obviously, is Charlotte. He goes out to say, he's, I've said that on TV. She's the greatest female wrestler in the world. Fine. Then he sure. goes, Sasha Banks. Uh, all the credit in the world to her. She's a working fool. Uh, in ter- and then in terms of technical skills, Asuka's right there. So okay, yeah. Um, it interests me that. I mean, I I know the exposure on all of it, but somebody like, like a Becky like Becky Lynch, uh, wasn't on that initial list of flair, um, because. Yeah. I mean, not to take away from the other three that he mentioned, because I mean, like, the thing is, is Asuka, if you've only watched her WWE stuff, you might not, you you might put her there, you might not put her there. If you go and watch her stuff before, you definitely put her there. Yes, Um, and that's definitely where Rick's talking from. Like, Charlotte is very, very good. Um, Sadly, that's just one of those aspects of overexposed. Like, even when she's not in a title picture, I feel like... She, like, she was off TV for a long time in that. Uh, recently, I, I get that. that. just because she was hurt? Or, no, just got married or engaged to Andrade? Uh, she got engaged, and I think she had a surgery of some kind? Yeah, so to she took some, some personal time off, basically. Yeah. Oh, my God, that makes me laugh. Um, I... I just something that I watched the other day that I haven't watched in a while, uh, which I'll mention in a second. But, like, mentioning her, uh, and, like, my only issue is is she's always there, I find. And right. so, um, it's like, and then someone like Sasha, Sasha's in, in, in ring-wise really, really good. But 
I'm surprised somebody like a Becky Lynch isn't there because yeah. Becky Becky was there. Becky was a workhorse. Uh, her promos were solid. Her in-ring work was solid. Even when she was the champion, the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think so. Even when she was that, I never felt like she was overexposed. I, I no, felt like she, she was always there when she when she needed to be and when she didn't need to be, she wasn't. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm surprised somebody like a Flair wouldn't put that somewhere in there too. And maybe he's just because she's been off TV for so long, he, she just slipped his mind. But like, yeah, yeah, that's very fair. I'm just I'm just like if I were to rank some of like the best female wrestlers WWE Bliss wise, would be on there. like it, it's hard to miss somebody like Becky Lynch. Yeah. Like Bliss too, but like Becky big time. Um, like over- those two really know how to draw an audience. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's sad that Alexa's career has been kind of plagued by injuries and shit like that because she's a really, really good athlete and performer. And a lot of people don't know that because they just see her as this cheerleader who became a wrestler. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But really quickly here, what made me laugh there, the time off, I was just recently re-watching uh, CM Punk's uh, interview from StarCast before All Out, and he was told about WWE allowing time off now, which is one of the big reasons he had quit and all that, and just you mentioning Charlotte taking personal time off just made me laugh, because in that in that interview, he makes a comment of, like, yeah, I'll re-sign, and then I'll take time off. Just, like, sign the contract and look at them and be like, hey, I need some time off. Look at, oh, you know, uh, AJ's pregnant, so... Yeah. And then she's not even pregnant, like, a year later. Did she have her baby? Oh, well, I said we were trying to get pregnant. Yeah, come on, <laughs> listen up, guys. Um... Fuck. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um another bit of news here. Uh NXT is reportedly getting another show. Uh the name that's out there right now is NXT Evolve. Uh which uh is due to the fact of WWE purchasing Evolve. Right. Um apparently Jeremy Borash as well as the former owner of Evolve, Gabe Sapowski, Sapowski, uh, they are both involved with it, uh, the pilot has apparently been shot, um, inside of a warehouse that WWE was using, um, so, sounds like a lot of faith if it's in a warehouse, (laughs) well, that's what I was thinking, I'm like, you got the Capital Wrestling Center, like, I was gonna say, you probably capital wrestling center or if they really wanted to tropicana field like no apparent apparently it was in a the report was that it was in a warehouse it's in wwe's warehouse where they just have a ring set up in the corner <laughs> there you guys go have fun. you go good luck evolve Fuck. but yeah so apparently that's a thing uh i don't have I, any I more did, uh... on it um so it's yeah. like i really I'm interested if that's going to be like another wrestling show or if it's going to just be like, uh, Hey, this is NXT evolve. And it's just going to be like showing off the new superstars training in the PC. Yeah, that's, that's a possibility. Uh, I actually believe it was shot in the warehouse. WWE is currently using as their makeshift performance center. 
Because the PC is somewhere is not being used. It's the Capitol Wrestling Center. Is it okay? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, from I, I, what like I read, from... they're using a they're using a warehouse as a makeshift performance center at the okay. moment. Yeah, because like from when they're outside, I can't quite tell if it's the the performance center yeah. or not. So I've always just been like, maybe there's just something called the Capitol Wrestling Center, and I've never looked it up. So yeah, it's uh from my knowledge that's where they are. Now they might be uh potentially in the partially in the warehouse part of it, which Yeah, like in uh, a different area other than where we've traditionally seen the the PC. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure from what I have seen um especially with like some of the backstage shots just recently from vengeance day and that i want to say they're they're basically exactly where they were for um like where wwe had set up for the the pandemic series of episodes Mania um, just they revamped it all yeah well yeah they hid the like performance center logo with the um i guess you could call it thunderdome Boards. yeah yeah they they cleaned it all up a lot um so but yeah i i had no idea what the capital wrestling center really was so. yeah yeah it's just it's uh it's at least it's within the performance center uh somewhere i mean that building is huge i mean so. yeah wwe probably owns many buildings in many states with many wrestlers in them oh exactly exactly um what else you got for news uh an interesting one that we had kind of talked about was uh, or we had uh thought about was uh if edge knew about christian's return to the rumble yes yeah uh and he had recently i can't remember exactly where he was talking about this but he had actually found or uh, mentioned that i believe it uh, was Corey graves uh after the bell it? okay uh and they were talking about Christian coming back. And he goes, you know, he got cleared a couple months ago. I was among only a few people who were privy to that. Uh, we didn't know for sure if he was going to be in the Rumble until the Friday. The before. Friday. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Can you imagine I, that? Getting getting cleared after thinking you'd never wrestle again and then finding out two days before. Like, hey, you're in the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. And the best part was, uh, Edge was driving to Christian's place to stay with him for the weekend uh, while they found out all this was going to happen. They looked at each other and said, we're going, we're both going to do this together again. We've had this fairy tale friendship. We met in sixth grade. We grew up together saying we're going to do this. And no matter what we've done separately, it's always circled back to the two of us together, just like it did at the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, it's really really cool. Like it, it, it's it's neat. Um, I mean, I I'm still so happy that that Christian was cleared. I mean, even if he doesn't ever wrestle another match beyond the Rumble, there, like it, it was just cool. I'm amazed yeah. WWE didn't do the camera zoom out on their hug. Oh my like. god! <laughs> Best friends. Give the people what they want. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I had seen that, uh, that snippet yeah. of the interview there that that's really cool. Um, an interesting little note here that I have, uh, and then this is the end of my, my news. Yeah, that. That, that was my last news point. 
Okay, so so we'll we'll be getting into results here really soon. Um, Fox, uh, their their WWE Twitter account, I believe it's WWE on Fox or whatever, um, got a lot of heat yesterday. Um, they posted. Uh, now, here's the thing. I I partially get it, but at the same time, I think it was blown up a lot i might get a lot of heat for that um but they posted it's it's been done a million times where it's like the build your team for 15 dollars, and then they have like the one dollar two and it was of the women roster i saw this yeah and there was a lot of shit that came out about it and natalia posted this big statement because like she was on the one dollar tier and just the shit that started hitting the fan from it. And I'm sitting here like, I, I don't like, yes, I, I understand like in a sense where they're coming from. Cause there were some really talented people. Like, even though it was, it was like one of those, you know, it, it it's just a fantasy jokey thing, blah, blah, blah. Like I can understand where a bit of it's from like somebody like Natalia being yeah. there for as long as she has been, blah, 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 being placed as low as she was. But I'm like, these things are posted all the time. There was a men's one back a matter of a few months ago. Nobody batted an eye. Well, Not a because... fucking person batted an eye. And I hate to say it, it's because people will always look for a reason to get upset. And they can't do it when it's white men. Can't get mad because it's, oh, it's white men. There's nothing wrong with that. And then as soon as, oh, you can't judge women but you can judge white men. And I hate to put race into it, but it is what it is. But I just... Because it... honestly, that is, that is how it goes a lot of the time. Well, I mean, yeah, there there is a lot of that. Um, and I mean, I just, I don't understand why... Like, the thing is, they do it for the football seasons. They, yeah. They put all these football players everywhere. And I... Like, that's where I'm saying, like, this has happened before because I've seen stuff um, even even regarding, like, similar to what you just said, not to make this uh, an even bigger issue than it is. No, exactly. But, but specifically, like, you know, uh, it, it was a thing really recently uh, leading up into the Super Bowl. I saw one in, like, the top tier. It It was all white players. Yeah, and then on the lower tiers, you had the the other players, the players of color, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what and, I'm trying. Like, I I wasn't meaning it is a race thing, but there are versions of this where that happens. Yeah, like, and and so that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand there there's issues within a lot of these. Something like that. Um, the the one with the women here, but I'm just like, it's happened so much, and people don't bat an eye at it ninety percent of the time, until somebody seemingly wants to make an issue of it yeah if if somebody wants to be like hey i'm offended by this then everybody gets offended by it but it's just like like there like there there was a men's one done up of the wwe superstars with all kinds of different superstars spread out through the tiers and i never saw one complaint about you know keith lee being on the two dollar tier and the top tier being these guys but the second it was like yeah. the women 
it, it's like you can't put a value on them that but it's like why why does no why did nobody have an issue yeah with, with the men when, yeah i'm i didn't mean to say the whole race thing there when i was meaning that i was more meaning compare like you can judge men but you can't judge women is basically what i was trying to say and it kind of came out weird when i was well, explaining it oh yeah well the thing is it's it's a it's a definitely it's a it's a it's an interesting thing there because yeah like when you have a thing where where it's it's where it's all guys most of the time nobody will bat an eye like i understand what you mean but when you pull something specific into it so like you said with the race thing if the top two three tiers are all white guys you know yeah there's an issue there that that that's a very specific issue which people should take a bit of offense to um sure but like the thing is is with this one it it was a bunch of the women's wrestlers. It was spread out, and I'm like, what's what's the difference between this and the men's one that was put up? Well, and I mean, if I remember correctly, Charlotte was top tier. Natalia the, the, was in the, the bottom tier. The four horsewomen were the five dollar tier. They were the top tier. Right. I'm sorry, Natalia. You are not on the same level as Charlotte as kayfabe books. Yeah. In in the way you've been booked, in the way you've been shown, there is a very evident difference between you two. No, I don't. No, in, in the sense of the the money value, blah blah blah. Sure, but the thing is, is who's gonna let, let Let's put this into a booking sense. If you're gonna put Charlotte besides Natalia, who's getting the title shots? Not Natalia. Or if you did want to put a money value on it, you have Charlotte and you have Natalia. One is fought. Both are are going to ask for five dollars who are you likely to give the five dollars to the book well that exactly like this isn't a disrespect to natalia natalia's been there for a long long time she's a fantastic wrestler she you know part of this crazy ultra awesome family stuff like that absolutely but but she's not bret hart no and she's not um um anvil yeah, she's 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 you know it, it it's I don't know I just I saw it and then I saw all the controversy about it and I'm like I literally just saw the men's one back a few weeks ago and I didn't see a, a single person bitching that you know exactly let's say I don't remember who exactly was on it but let's say Mojo Raleigh's in the one dollar tier why 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 was nobody bitching about Mojo Raleigh being down there Mojo Raleigh is a great athlete. Yeah. He is a very as, good like, athlete. Say it was the Hurt Business is the bottom tier, and then you have um, John Cena, Roman Reigns, like, all at the top. And you look at that and go, okay, well, why is Hurt Business looked as this when Lashley is actually being booked as strong as, say, Reigns? See, yeah, that's where the issue is. That's That's something... Like, that's like what I was saying about the football one. That's where the, the issues lie. That's the ones that you are allowed to look and go, um, why is, you know, somebody like Lashley in the $1 when he should be a lot higher? I'm not saying he has to be $5, but if you're not going to put him on the same level as Reigns, because he, he's US champion, put him on the $4 tier. Yeah, like that's that's where the, there's the, justifications yeah but for for the women's one i don't understand where the issue lied i don't know maybe i'm not getting it but it it, it was we're there. not trying to it's, offend anybody by what we are saying either no i'm just i i don't 
like like i said basically to finish this off to just put this as you know as simply as stated there are ones that you can have issues with when there's a very very much so issue there have been ones for for football teams and stuff like that where there have been legitimate issues in it where it seems like you know just because they're they're a, a player of color or stuff like that you know like why is the five dollar tier all all the white dudes something like that sure like or you said in a with lastly list why is the top tier all men and the bottom tiers all women that too exactly that's something you can look at and go i have an issue with that and i agree 100 percent. but this list right. it was all women and all competitive women at the end of the day it's a fun thing for the fans yeah so why went, the oh. fuck does anybody have to make an issue of that one i remember in wwe's magazines they used to do stuff like this like who were the the top whatevers in this and or rank uh who you think is this obviously they had the correct answer key but it was mainly just pick who you think and like these things were for fun and we don't have the magazine anymore to do that so this is where we do these things for fun now yeah yeah i miss the wwe magazine the last one was the cover of the shield by the way because I had a year's subscription to it, and I the last one where they returned the subscription fee to me was uh, the Shield on the cover. Really, yeah. I have a lot of the old ones literally in my closet in a bin. I have most so of the I. ones from oh seven oh eight and that. I was gonna get rid of them, and then I started going through them, and I'm like, can't. I I I can't. Like whether I ever go through them again in my life or not. I'm like when it comes to wrestling, I'm very uh sentimental about yes. about stuff in wrestling, especially from days like that. You know, I like but that's like people who grew up with the attitude era. I know people who have tons of shit that like there's no reason to have it anymore. But yeah. it was from their era of wrestling, well, uh stuff like that. I held on to my mangled um big gold uh commemorative heavyweight championship for way too long like it was falling apart uh, and it was just a commemorative so it was all plastic like it yeah there's no point to even keep it around and as soon as i got i'm pointing to it right now my universal title i can't display it on camera uh I, there was no more reason to basically have this falling apart big gold championship on display anymore because it just looked crap and i mean i have a commemorative million dollar title that i'm eventually going to replace with a proper one i just don't have the money for that those things are <laughs> fucking expensive the million dollar title is one of those belts that's just so pretty that i'm gonna get a metal version of it but it's just so difficult to get you, you gotta make sure you get the stones replaced in it though oh i will i'll send it away to whatever company and be like cubic sarconias please yeah yeah it, it, they're so pretty Oh, and man. I'd probably get it replayed in too, just because that way it looks more. Oh, that's bold. fair. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, anyways, yeah, uh, we'll we'll move on here onto the results. Uh, and and just want to state one last time about that that post from Fox. Like we don't want to get any heat. We don't want to piss anybody off. There, it, yeah. it was very much so. Like I said, maybe we just don't understand. If somebody wants to maybe explain it a bit more to us to understand. 
um that'd be great i just i personally really didn't see the issue with it especially um, when there is other versions of this exactly happening everywhere else exactly like there there's I'm, a million I'm pretty sure versions. even in the WNBA like the women's basketball league it it's every every fucking sport like fans post it official accounts post it they're they're everywhere something like this where there wasn't a very evident issue like we've discussed i don't see why it was made a big deal if there yeah. was something very specific to it like we've stated already i would have gotten it but just because it was all women i don't i don't yeah. see why that was the issue versus the all men like yeah I look at these things like I'm in a hockey group on Facebook where it is literally designed to take shots at the other teams that you're not a fan of. This is nothing that was to be taking a shot at. No. Like they make ones like this for to take a shot at a certain team and they'll tier the last team as the bottom number one. This in no way was a shot at anybody's skill. This was simply looking at how they've been ranked in kayfabe and saying, okay, you are a lesser wrestler on the storyline. This is where you're getting ranked for yeah. this bit that we're doing. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I I was just baffled when I saw yes. the heat over it. And because I find an excuse to fight about anything. Yeah, because I sat and I I really looked because, like I said, I've seen I've seen the ones where I've been like, ooh, like that's not that that's not the the greatest way of of doing that. Right. And when I saw this start blowing up, I'm sitting there trying to to look and see and be like, okay, like where is the very evident, you know. Like, it, it sucks, but, like, where was the very evident, like, race issue or something like that? Um, because a lot of the time, uh, especially with the football ones, that is where a lot of the issue lies. And, and like yeah. I said, there have been ones that I've even looked at and been like, uh, you guys really should have rethought that. But it also does go both ways on, on those ones as well. Like, it's not like it's um, specifically all whites on the top. It, like there have been ones where it is all say Hispanic or people of color on the top. And then yeah. all the white people are on the bottom too. Like, yeah, it does go both ways. Uh, Oh, exactly. But I just, I sat there trying to find the issue and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. it you're, yeah. you're ranked based off of where you are on the card right now. And that's it. There's no reason yeah. Natalia can't make her way back to the main event within the next few years and make it into that five dollar tier but yeah right now and i mean is she mad that she's on the list or is she mad that she's so low on the list because if i'm uh say tony storm who likely wasn't on that list i don't think she was i'd be pretty pissed off yeah like you're you're at least on the list like you <laughs> yeah there are people who I would say, and I don't mean anything bad to Natalia here, who are just better wrestlers than Natalia. Well, if we're going to be finding issues with stuff like that, you know, to bring it back around, I mean, we're going to be talking about NXT here in a minute, but like Bianca Belair, 
has not once mentioned the fact of, of facing Io Shirai. It has yep. not been brought up once that Bianca could face Io Shirai. Even though Edge is fully able to face Finn. That's something to be pissed off about. Oh, it is. But nobody's talking about it. Us. We are. Oh, yeah, because I'm pissed off about it. But uh, I am. I just... <sighs> I don't know. I I don't want to stick on this any longer. I just I yeah, I, I was so fucking baffled by it. It was just such a weird moment. It was. It was. It, I don't know. But anyways, we'll move on to our results here. Yeah. Uh, Impact Wrestling up first. Um, we got the new show before the Impact. Um, I didn't watch a ton of it. Um, I watched it. I didn't write anything about the match, but it was triple XL versus decay and decay one. Yeah. Um, I, I did make one really quick note on it for sure. Um, similar to how Bronson Reed and NXT had that camera shake effect. They are doing it now for triple XL's entrance. They, they've been doing it for a while. They, uh, they? they, when I was, when I first watched impact, uh, the first match I saw was Triple XL, and they did it with their entrance. Okay, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, granted, the only Triple XL match I can say I've seen beyond this was at pay-per-view. And I think they came out with Tennille. Yeah, so it makes so, sense. But uh, it really, it really worked. I really Have you heard their music it. as well? It's amazing. I like, just... The way it sounds, like... I'll have to go and find it afterwards, because I can't say I specifically have paid attention. Yeah. Triple um, XL is... Uh, they need to be booked better, I think. Yeah, and the match started during the commercial break, which I was like, uh... Impact's done that a lot. I know, I know. Uh, But yeah, and, as... I mean, even WWE's done it, too. Yes, they have. <laughs> But uh, as you stated, Decay won. So uh... and what? Okay, the one issue I had with this match was we just had a version of this match on a pay per view. Literally, and now Saturday. it's a pre-show for a weekly show. Yeah, yeah. The only difference is we didn't have Rosemary and Tennille involved. Like that yeah. was the only difference. That was uh... the only difference. But and then the finish was the exact same. <laughs> Yep, yep, it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then we started Impact, and I, I'm still baffled. I'm still a bit annoyed. Um, that we started the the night off with Josh Alexander against TJP for the X Division Championship. Like, what the, the fuck is this booking? I, uh, and I mean, I could hear Stryker being like, well. It's Alexander who made this decision. He's like, I got this shot. I want it right now. I'm like, I, yeah, but I like build. Some <laughs> kind of build. And like, it opened. Why, why did it open the show? I can pick out like probably two or three other segments or matches that could have opened the fucking show. The next two, I can. The next four, well, I guess not that one. The next two, for sure. There, there's could. a lot in here that could have opened the show, and not yeah. this. Like the thing is, the match was absolutely fantastic. It just pisses me off that something like this opened the show. Uh, oh yeah, it was an amazing match. Just you want to talk about two different styles going at it? Like this was two, bad. two different sides <laughs> of the coin. Holy shit. 
Um, like, and I mean, Alexander would try to do what TJP does, and TJP would try to do what Alexander does, and they just it wouldn't happen because the other one is just that damn good at it. Yep. Like, it it's one of those ones where you just gotta go watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and Impact gave it away for free on the first show. Yep. Um. But uh, TJP uh, retained after a detonation kick into a Mamba Splash. Um, oh, I kept hearing, I honestly heard them say naked kick. I listened to it like five times. I was like, he's saying naked kick. <laughs> detonation kick. Yeah, I was just like, I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I've seen both of those moves. I've seen that combo live, uh, and it's it's impressive. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so TJP retains, uh, and then we head off to a backstage segment. Uh, we've got Tommy Dreamer leaving Scott Demore's office, um, and Dreamer mentions about what happened at No Surrender and Moose, and Rich Swan's not there because of the attack, and then. He tells Moose that they're having an old school rules match. Yeah. Which I was like, Dreamer, um, <laughs> I, I like you. Please don't, please, please don't. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Tommy Dreamer goes and fucking kills himself. Yeah, and then we get a promo for Rebellion. Yeah. Like, it was like one of five. They're advertising it a lot. Um,. And considering they've started to advertise for the next one, I'm worried they're going to start muddling the two now. More than likely. More than likely. If you were tired of the Elimination Chamber promos or Seth Rollins returning promos, just wait. Um, oh, I know. Brian Myers runs into Hernandez backstage. Uh, Finish pays. He he uh, gives Hernandez the rest of his payment from uh, No Surrender. And uh, then gives him the first installment for tonight's match. Um, and then Falva uh, uh, finds Hernandez. And uh, oh, this was great. Fucking Falva just getting money from everybody that he can. Um, yeah, and he basically is just like, all right, Hernandez, listen. You give me twenty dollars, I'll turn. Or I guess he says, "Give me like your wad, and I'll turn it into a bigger amount." And Hannah's like, "Here, I'll give you twenty. Turn that into forty, and we'll we'll talk." Ten. Ten. Did he only? I th I thought he was. Follow okay. wanted twenty to make it into forty, and Hernandez is like, "How would I give you ten? You make it into twenty, and then we'll talk." <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah. Uh... Yeah. That was great. That was fucking hilarious. I love Fallabaugh. I I I do too. <laughs> oh, um, and then we go into uh the next match, which I mean, good match, but I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. Uh, it's oh, I told you my opinion of this match as soon as it started. Yeah, Willie Mack, uh, Davari, Suicide, and Trey Miguel in a basically fatal four-way like i said i don't remember i think it's just called a four-way match yeah um the match was 
impressive. The four guys killed it. Uh, Trey Miguel ends up picking up the win over Suicide after a Meteora. So we have this. Why did Trey lose at No Surrender? So we could have the TJP versus Josh Alexander match that we had earlier. But we couldn't have Miguel lose, so we had to get his win back. I mean, the thing is, the promo that happens afterwards makes sense, but I was like, did we really have to take three other guys from that match? Have One of them being way? Willie Mack? Yeah. <laughs> and Just, yeah. And, and then have Trey pick up the win there. Like, what? Obviously, the pin went on Suicide, who is going to be Impact's perennial jobber, it seems. Which sucks. Oh, um, it does. Yeah. Um, but my, yeah, this was literally just to get Trey his win back. Because he didn't get pinned in the triple threat eliminator. This is just to prove that if it wasn't for Josh Alexander, he would have won. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's all it was. Um, but like we said, it makes sense after Trey heads to the backstage, Sammy Callahan's, uh, standing there clapping away for him. Um, and he tells him that he, that he doesn't have any passion, which is why he failed at no surrender. Yeah. And that when, when the matches matter, he can't get it done. Basically. Yeah. Um, and Trey just kind of walks off from the segment and i was like okay (laughs) yeah he didn't look mad he didn't really look anything he he just had a really blank face on and i was like uh i'd be kind of pissed if somebody said that to me (laughs) and i I don't want to say this to beat on trey but i think there's a reason why he's not in nxt right now yeah because you know there's no there's a reason why the two we'll talk about later tonight have their moment versus what Trey is doing right now. They're just such different levels of quality difference. Yeah. And I and I'm not saying Trey is a bad wrestler. No, cuz Trey like Trey is really good from what I've seen. Exactly. He's just, he's not on that same level. Sammy is very much true. He can't get it done in the big moments. It it just is what it is. Um, Yeah. And that's very much proof by the fact that he won't stand up for himself when somebody tells him that. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, oh, ah! (laughs) Um, anyways. uh, But, you know, they were his crutches. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they were the crutches. Um, we head back to uh, Scott Demora's office. Uh, TJP's in there. Scott congratulates him for his win, and in comes Ace Austin, who, if he was standing in front of me and I was behind the wheel of a vehicle, there's a good chance I'd be stepping on the gas. Um, <laughs> there's he's a got character, a point. the character, not the person, yeah, not the person. No. I would never harm an actual another human being, but if the character was standing in front of me, maybe. <laughs> Is he wrong? Um. No, and I mean, if you want to explain that a little further, uh, just in case. Uh... He goes on, and he's like, hey, I'm the rightful number one contender. I won this X Division Cup that literally said, I'm the number one contender. Why am I not the number one contender? And Scott's like, you're right. 
let's put you in a match to make you the number one contender. Two matches. Two matches. Well, yeah, two matches. <laughs> First, there's going to be a six-man tag, and then the winning side of that tag is going to have a triple threat. And then the winner of that get. I was like, Scott, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's already done a tournament. He's got his shot in his hand. Like... Like, I, I was fucking making comments about Tony Khan and his AEW fucking paid ads and the way he was acting. I think Scott Demore got a little bit of whatever Tony Khan was on. Yeah, and then, like, he turns to TJP and he's like, well, I mean, he's beaten, he beat seven guys or whatever it was in the tournament, so he's got no problem beating six. He's only got to beat four, technically. Five. So, uh, technically speaking... One... One that gets pinned in each, so he's really only got to beat two people. Yeah. Technically, because only one person gets pinned in each. Technically, match. he, Ace Austin, only has to beat one person. Because he could have just sat there for the six-man tag and just done nothing. By the so. way, they don't tell us who's in this six-man tag until later. What? <laughs> who's in the match when they tell us? I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? I, I couldn't find, by the way, um, obviously a little little spoiler bit here. Uh, I could not find the promo pick again. Uh, Willie Mack. It it looks hit. I don't know what was wrong with his face in the promo picture, but it was terrifying. It look it looked like they took a shot of him. His eyes were closed during the picture, and they're like, "It's fine. We'll fix it in post." And they just found the fucking craziest eyes possible. And, like, that's nothing on Willie Mack. Because I, I I enjoy Willie Mack. Willie Mack is, yeah. is another one of those guys. He's a big guy. And he's a good performer. Absolutely. Similar to the likes of, like, Keith Lee. Uh, like Oh, imagine Keith Lee versus Willie Mack. YouTube it. It's a thing? You will not be disappointed. Good. Um... <clears throat> but yeah, so I just, anyways, but, um, yeah, I'm glad Scott's being a take no shits, but at the same time, he's got to stick to what his rules are. <laughs> like you gave this guy a tournament to win, to be the number one contender. And then you're like, lol, you still got to fight to be the number one contender. <laughs> ha. Nope. <laughs> like it's, it's that thing. Here's your carrot. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the the Stone Cold going for the briefcase, and it's just yoink. We never got a response to that, by the way. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> um, Hernandez against Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, uh, at ringside. Yeah. Um. Pretty pretty standard match. Uh, Cardona picks up the win to get back from. It's no surrender loss. Um, yeah. I mean, there was this moment where right before they go to commercial, uh, Hernandez pops uh, Matt over him as he's going for radio silence and just decks him with a low blow. And I'm like, oh, that'll be the finish. And then it just goes to commercial. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Good old impact wrestling. Um, Yeah. Cardona ends up having an in-ring interview. Uh, and before anything really interesting is said, Brian Myers hits the ring, 
says that Impact is his, Matt's copying him, shit like that. And yeah. Hernandez is too big to try and be sneaky. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. That's no disrespect. Uh, as we've stated in the past, I mean, we're both big guys, and I can tell you for a fact, it's a lot of the time very hard to be sneaky. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, yeah. Especially with is... how much that re- that ring bounces <laughs> as they move. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But Hernandez just fucking... Lays out Matt Cardona. Uh, Go figure, Eddie Edwards makes the save. And Cardona ends up hitting Myers in the eye. And Myers just kind of fucks off from there. And Yeah. We already got this match. What are we, yeah. what are we doing? Well, I think it's going to be some kind of, like, big blow-off match between Cardona and Myers. Yes, that's that's what I figured we were leading to. I said that on our our pay per view recap. But why yeah. are we still having Eddie Edwards and Hernandez involved then? Probably to do a feud between Hernandez and Eddie Edwards, maybe. Just break these off into two separate feuds. The worst part is though, there's no direct heat between Hernandez and Eddie, other than the the common denominators of Brian and Cardona. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, Edwards really wasn't the one who should have made the save initially. the The first time should have been Alexander because they had already had that <laughs> happening. Oh, what are you talking about? It was never Josh Alexander. Um, yeah, we get the AEW paid ad. Um, Tony Khan's very tame in this one. I found. Yeah, I mean he—it's the—he's the open door man. Like he—he he can't always be so crazy. Well, it's because that forbidden door is open now. All that energy was let out. That's um, exactly it. And the—the the most interesting part of this ad was him letting Kenny know he had a Valentine's late, a belated Valentine's Day gift for him. Which, by the way, I didn't think we were getting. When I was watching Dynamite, because we were at, like, the final two minutes of Dynamite, and then it happened, which we'll get to, which we, yeah. we will get to, um, oh, yeah, because it's, yeah, but anyways, um, da-da-da-da, in my notes here, um, Havoc and Nevaeh backstage, wondering if they should even be a team anymore, is unsure of it all, go figure, here, here's Tennille and Caleb, Caleb with a K, obviously. Yep. She offers to be Havoc's new partner, calls Nevea just, you know, extra weight, um, and... In front of her, like, yeah. literally. And Nevea challenges her to a match tonight, and Nevea tells Havoc that she has to do this on her own. Uh, she challenges her to a match right now, actually, is what was said. <laughs> and, but next! <laughs> but, but next! Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, we get up next, um, finally the, uh, Impact, uh, debuts of Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson, David Finley, Although obviously. Although technically not the debut for Juice Robinson. The debut as the tag. Yeah. Um, yeah, David Finley, obviously. I the... think he was something else in Impact initially, though. Was he? Yeah. 
but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I know he was he was CJ Parker in NXT. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, David Finley, obviously the son of the legendary Fit Finley. Yes. Um, I they take on uh Reno 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 Scum Reno Scum Adam, uh Thornstow and Luster the Legend. Luster was the guy with the mohawk. I had to find their names. Cause... Oh yeah, no, because the entire time. D'Lo and Stryker are literally just like, and Rito Scum does this. I'm like, I know. I'm like, at one point, they they mentioned Luster once, and they said Adam maybe twice. Yeah, I, I heard them throw in a name, but I'm like, I can't go off of those names to just start calling. I'm, I'm just... So literally the entire time it's like Reno Scum make a comeback Reno Scum double play. I'm like I don't know who's doing the move but it's a dude. Yeah, Luster was the guy with the mohawk. Okay, but the um, thing is, thinking about it now, hmm. they're in Impact's movie or like uh, opening video package. Reno Scum. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, there. Sure. There's a point where. The guy with the mohawk sitting like this, and there he breaks his hands apart, and they're just standing like that. Like it's just a really oh. quick flash. Okay, um, sure. Uh, this match is really uh, really fast paced for most of it. Really, really good action. Uh, super super impressed with Finjuice oh, yeah. on this one. Um, just amazed and obviously they pick up the win that's the only the only thing i will say about this match is we we did book these guys as big guys coming from new japan and we had not seen reno scum in at least two months since so since we've started our podcast i have not seen them yet and i started the second week of january so why is this their first match exactly why, and why did uh, Finjuice have such a tough time initially against them? Oh, but... Like, I get it, we want to maybe try to book Reno Scum, but why did we have them lose against this team? Then you probably have other teams that are basically jobbers. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there there's lots there that you could have done. Or, or you could have wanted... just t- taken two, um, what do you call them, local talents. Yep. And had them do it. If like, you want, if you wanted this match to go the exact same way, you should have put them against a team that's been on TV. And even if they were to pick up the win, still, it would make sense for them to struggle a bit more. Yeah, but they struggled against a team that we have no backstory on. I mean, like I mentioned, they're in Impact's movie, whatever you call it, video package. But other than that, I've never seen them before. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Finn Juice wins, and I almost skipped over the post match here because I, uh, if you want to take this one here, uh, the Good Brothers. <laughs> yeah, the 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 good the Good Brothers come out and they're 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 happy to see the boys. The boys. You know, we love we love when the boys come in. You know, uh, just like uh, and then Carl goes on about how Finn Juice used to carry their bags back in Japan and whatever how they were young boys to to the Good Brothers, um, and you know Doc promotes talking shop bourbon, saying like 
you know, let's let's go to bar and have some talking shop bourbon. And he literally has this bottle that they've already dummied, and it's very apparent that they've dummied a bottle. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Juice gets on the mic and he goes, "You know, we aren't young boys anymore. We are, we are established now. So let's just cut right to the drinking then." Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much. Yay! Like, <laughs> promo. Um, the one thing I did notice, Finn and Juice were to Sweden. Are they a part of Bullet Club? I don't think so. You don't, or you do? I I, I don't. Well, I I think so. So I don't think so. But like when they got in the ring, they they did uh, what looked like I a too know. sweet to me. I know I was noticing it, but I didn't really uh members current members uh juice is not there uh subgroups no i mean uh, when i type fin juice bullet club there's literally a match fin juice versus bullet club march 25th 2020 yeah so i can't so maybe there it's a similar thing to a two suite that they're doing maybe i don't know i i was noticing it but i didn't think much of it but then when the good brothers came out i was like what yeah i'm not like i just don't understand why it happened like uh i i was just so confused yeah it seems seems really odd yeah uh, but after that, um, it moves on to Rohit Raju and Mahabali Shira yes. talking in a bar. Yes. Uh, and and he, uh, Rohit blames Shira for the loss, which is really, really interesting, considering there's no reason to blame Shira really exactly. for the loss. Yep. And he pushes Shira brave. Yeah, I wouldn't have fucking done that. Uh, uh, yeah, that pushes him back. Uh, which sends him into James Storm. Um, and there's a there's a little bit uh of back and forth there, and uh, it was good to see Storm smash a bottle over uh somebody's head again. Uh, yeah, poor Rohit. Um, um, and then Shira steps up and is just like, "Hey." basically just kind of stands there and then Saban's like, hey, 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 we're good here. We're good, <laughs> like, we're good. As he stumbles around. Oh, both Storm and Saban are half in the bag. Like Half? Oh, probably fully in the bag. I but... was gonna say, um, and then fucking Oh my god. Because of, here... oh, of course this is where this segment goes. <laughs> Here's fucking Johnny Swinger. And this is probably um, cause cause I've I've made the comment in the past of not really being sure about Swinger and these segments. When he popped up, I audibly laughed because I was like, "Fuck, here we go!" Oh and, yeah, come on, come on, Daddy, come on, let let's go to the Swingers Palace. You guys won't get kicked out of here, you know, and. Uh... <sighs> But the one thing I noticed is when Swinger leaves with Storm and Saban, he grabs the waitress's tip that Storm was really nice. Even though he was getting kicked out, he pays off his tab and gives the waitress a tip. 
Yeah, and then and then Swinger fucking grabs it. Like what a like, what a tool. Um, yeah. And then we, we then we come. I think we went to commercial, and when we come back for a quick sec, yeah. Storm and Saban are in the Swinger's palace. Um, at one point, if I'm not mistaken, Storm calls Alicia Beyonce. Okay, I thought that's who it uh it was. I couldn't figure out who he was talking to. Yeah, because I'm still really bad with because that's Eddie's wife. That's right? Eddie Edwards' wife. Yeah. I, I'm still really bad with all the names at Impact. I know the relations for the most part, but I, I, I'm still struggling with the names. Yeah. But, yeah, and then they just start rapping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, oh, oh fucking so... Fall comes in, puts his ten bucks down, busts in, like, two seconds. He just keeps getting, he goes, hit me. Hit me. I think he gets to, like, 20 and he says hit me and i'm like you're dumb <laughs> like... oh, fuck sakes just stop <laughs> oh my god um oh okay um sacrifice will air march 13th yeah i thought that's what they i, I couldn't remember what date it was announced but i i saw that there was uh an announcement for it yeah um i'm just trying to find I want to try and see uh, Johnny Swinger. I don't know if you have it in your notes. He makes a comment during the segment, and everybody stops after what he says. Do you have that at all? No, I don't. I'm trying to remember what he said now. Uh, I don't know. It was something about getting crabs or some shit like that. Oh! Um... <laughs> Come on. Come on. Let me think. Uh, he said something uh, along the lines of, it can't be as bad as that time I got crabs from, like, a stripper or something like that. Yeah, he said somebody, and everybody just stops and turns to fucking Johnny Swinger, and he's just like, <laughs> and, like, the segment just finishes. Yeah, it, I was so focused on Storm and Saban that I just couldn't, I didn't write anything else. Because I, Storm, when he starts rapping, he's looking at him and he's just like, what's up? <laughs> like, he, the way he looks is just so drunk. It's perfect. Like, it was, it was fucking hilarious. Um, <sighs> It was just great. And then we finally get what was supposed to be right now. Uh, and now! <laughs> Tennille Dashwood against Nevaeh, Caleb at ringside. Um, yeah. It, it was pretty... It was pretty standard. Uh, it wasn't horrible. Like, it's just... Yeah. It wasn't match of the night, but... No, it wasn't worst either. Um, Tennille picks up the win. And there wasn't really any... Story furthering this from this point, Havoc wasn't anywhere no. to be seen. Uh, and Nevaeh didn't really like get upset. She just kind of left. Yeah. Like it. It was just like there was literally no build for what we had been told was going to be. If basically, if Nevaeh wins, she's still going to team with Havoc. If she loses, she's not. Was basically the implication. But we but, got nothing from it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, we have a Violent by Design promo, which... Yeah, uh, Diener's just talking to Jake. He's like, you know, you're going to suffer for not joining. 
violent by design uh and he deaner needs to right the wrong of losing and it needs to make it right next week he'll uh bring jake to the table and put him through it if he doesn't he'll accept his failure which i think will mean he'd leave violent by design which is something i don't want to happen um and so i think that uh what we're gonna see next week is is jake actually lose to deaner okay probably in some way with help from violent by design yeah but yeah we get the tables match announced for next week um yeah and then we have Deanna Perrazzo, Susan, and Kimberly backstage. Susan wants to fight Jazz um, because <laughs> she pinned her. And I like how uh, Susan or how Kimber and Jor- or uh, Kimber and Perrazzo are literally just like, "Hey, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> you might not want like, to do it's, that." It's like Susan has no idea what level of character she it's like santino when he was uh he would try to go up against like taker and cena and stuff like that and he just had no idea that what he was doing was going to do nothing against a guy like that this is exactly what susan's doing and it's so good because like when she gets the way she looks like she gets upset and it's just like i actually believe that she's gonna do something and for whatever reason, and then she just gets her ass kicked. And I'm like, it's perfect. Like, it works. Because you buy into it because like, oh, she's getting mad. Oh, she's still Susan. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, but uh, there's Scott. Uh, Deanna was was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of the champ. And like, uh, I, I think Susan and, and Kimber des- deserve a shot at the, the knockouts tag titles. And then Scott, with his take-no-shit attitude, is like, good idea, we'll make a match. Yeah, but it's not the match that... Yeah, because clearly Peraz was like, oh yeah, the tag title match, right? And then, no. No, no, uh, it's Kimber and Susan against, I believe it was Jazz and Jordan Grace, it was said. Yes, Jazz uh, Grace. Number one contendership next week. Um, um, yeah, the weird thing with Scott there is when he made this match, he goes, it'll be Susan and Kimber versus Jazz and Grace, or Jazz and Jordine, he said. So it was kind of weird to not say their their last names and stuff like that. That's So I didn't quite catch it at first. Yeah, it, it was really odd for a second yeah. there. Uh, like, it's not we need their last names, but when it's the first time they're mentioned on the show, it does help. Yeah, it just felt weird. Um and yeah, be- before we get into the main event here, do you have the the list of the six people in that X Division six man tag next week? Do you have those names listed by chance? Oh, I thought I did. I guess I don't. I'll just quickly grab it. Yeah, I I'm sure it's not hard to find. I'm sure Impact by this point has posted. Yeah, right here, right here. Uh, Willie Mac. Trey Miguel, Josh Alexander, Chris Bay, uh, Ace Austin, and Black Tarus. Yeah. Okay. So, are you looking at the 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 promo picture real quick? Uh, I can't quite find it. Uh, what if you, you just exactly go on it? just go on Twitter and go on Impact Wrestling's Twitter account? Okay. Perfect. Um, and look at Willie Max face. 
Like I oh, can't this one. Eh? I can't be the only one. Like <laughs> Right? They almost look like they're Black Tarus's eyes just glued on. So like for obviously anybody listening or anybody watching or anything like that, yeah, if, if you can just go to Twitter, go on Impact Wrestling's Twitter and look at the six man tag and like do you see what I mean though? It, it's like Willie Mac blinked and they're like, It's fine, we'll fix it. It's really weird because, like, I don't think Willie Mac's eyes are green. Maybe they are, but that just, it caught me off guard. Like, is he wearing colored contacts? Maybe. Why, though? I, yes. Yes. Um... Oh yeah, by the way, if you want a uh steel chair from Hard to Kill, uh the match the it was used in that six man tag uh Diener like Violent by Design versus whoever that would have been. Uh I think it was what Rhino Rhino Dreamer and Cousin Jake. That the six man tag match? Yeah, yeah from Hard to Kill. Uh, you can bid on that now on, on eBay. Oh, cool. Currently, it's signed by, by all six. That's really cool. Uh, I just, I, looking at it, that was one of the first <laughs> things I saw, which I thought was really neat. Um, yeah, one of two used, which Cousin Jake went crashing through. Um, that's kind of neat, actually. That's really neat. Yeah. Anyways, um... But yeah, we move on to the main event of, of Impact Wrestling. Moose versus Tommy Dreamer, old school rules. Um, I thought we were going to witness a murder. I <laughs> I did too. I did too. I was very, very worried for, for Tommy Dreamer here. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's a decent match. It's kind of what you would expect from this match. Um, handful of weapons used. Uh, Mainly on Tommy's side. Yeah, Moose sells some, doesn't sell others, uh, and yeah. very obviously Moose picks up the win, big spear to Tommy Dreamer, and... Turns him inside out. Um, and that was the show, there wasn't really much more... Yeah, no, that was, that was, it. there was no after match segment, nothing. It was just, yeah, that's it. Moose yeah. destroyed Tommy. And because like, I think we had mentioned Tommy's probably wanting to wind down his career here, uh, at least on TV for a little bit. This is probably what just written, wrote him off. Yeah. Yeah. So. More than likely. Um, now, normally, uh, we would go to AEW's Dynamite next, but I'm going to say we hit NXT first, sure. just due to the fact of some of the stuff that happened on Dynamite. Um, yeah, for sure. I think we've got a little more to discuss there, so I figure we can get through NXT at a relatively good pace here. Um NXT, another another decent show from them. Uh, show starts off. Kyle O'Reilly uh, hits the ring, gets a mic. <clears throat> um, 
and starts talking about the betrayal from Adam Cole from this and past Sunday. And I like Sunday. he did this before the commentators even finished their, like, welcome to NXT bit. Yeah, yeah, he Wait. he was just like, I'm getting this done. I'm doing this right now. Like, um, tells Cole he stabbed him in the back. Uh, and, and but says like they're like they're still brothers, and he's gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Which I really, really appreciated, <clears throat> considering how much the this group was looked at as a family. Yeah, like he he Family's made the fun. comment that like we were supposed to be different from literally every other group and stuff like that. Um, but he wants an explanation and he tells Cole straight up that I'll hear you out, but I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. Well, he says, I'll probably punch you in the face. He doesn't, he doesn't guarantee. I believe, I believe he said, I'm going to punch you in the face. I, I heard I, after, after I'll probably punch you in the face. That's what I heard, but ah. I, I could be wrong. But, um, here comes Roderick Strong, uh, <laughs> and Kyle's just pissed. Pissed. I was like, no, I didn't ask for you. I said, Adam, go away. Just the whole time. Like, um, and, and Roderick Strong trying to kind of stand up for Adam, saying his actions were because of his emotions and, and stuff like that. And, and Kyle O'Reilly's just taking no shit. He's saying he doesn't even know who to trust anymore. Uh, and he keeps calling Cole yeah. out. And then here comes Balor. And O'Reilly. not Adam Cole. <laughs> O'Reilly is just and Balor tells him like get in line yeah but Balor's mad at Kyle as well yeah which I don't quite understand because if Kyle had no idea like I get that Balor didn't want to trust Undisputed Era because he thought something bad would happen and he when he right. did yeah so like the the anger is kind of redirected towards o'reilly like i can understand yeah the way they they were going with this it did just seem a little um like did you not see who stabbed you who in the back here like if anything be maybe mad at roddy and and adam yeah like, exactly um but Pete Dunn, Oni Larkin, and Danny Birch come out, begin attacking Finn, Kyle, and Strong, and it's very evident where we're going from here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we get a a video from Regal saying he received this message from Santos Escobar earlier in the day, and Escobar basically says he didn't like being threatened and he's going home, and. This better only happen once. Yeah, Regal moves the match next week and tells Santos if he doesn't show up, he'll be stripped. Now, here's the thing, though. I can understand the there. there's probably something, well, that too, but there's probably something going on, as which is as to why it didn't happen. I don't see any reason why they would have pushed it. But at the same time, they shouldn't have handled it that way because if... A, a lot of the time, if a wrestler just doesn't want to do a match, there's fines, possibly suspensions, firings. And as a champion, you should not get any leniency. If you are a champion and you just, I don't want to do this, that title should supposedly be off of a you contract's right been there. Signed. Yeah, exactly. Because supposedly a contract's been signed like for these matches, because that's how wwe and wrestling works all matches yeah. are legally Te bound by a contract exactly even though you only see the contract signing for certain things 
technically speaking, the way it's handled a lot of the time, there is some kind of a contractual obligation of this match. Yeah, um, because even when we don't see signings of contracts in title matches specifically, they always go, well, my contract, you the obligated thing. Like, it's a thing. We know these contracts exist. You just backed out of it. Yeah, so I was really, really pissed off. Like I said, there was more than likely an underlying thing. Um, but I did, not, have been, I did not appreciate I, it, uh, the way it was handled. Because I was like, as champion, you shouldn't get a second opportunity. You should have been stripped from the way oh, they yeah. handled it. Yeah, and then uh, in lieu of that being the main event, uh, Regal then announces that the main event will be a six-man tag team match. Dunn, Oni, and Danny versus Strong, O'Reilly, and Fallon. Yep. <clears throat> and then we because, go yeah. to a match which we got a, a, a week ago, two weeks ago, a week ago, a week ago. This was the match last week. Yeah, this was the match last week that uh, was the Dusty Rhodes yeah. semifinal. Yeah, we get The Way, Indy Hartwell, and Candice LeRae uh, against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. The Way are handing out uh, uh, missing posters for, for Austin Theory and that. Um, and I am very unimpressed with th- this segment, uh, which I will get into my distaste for it more so later but not only did we just have this match a week ago we know ember and shotzi can beat them in a clean match because there was no outside interference in the last time yeah but the thing is is this wasn't even the focus of this no the focus was not on these four women and what they could have done it Uh, was on this white van that appeared and hides your kids yeah yeah white van pulls up uh, to the Capitol Wrestling Center. They show it a few times, and then Johnny's finally like, I'm going to see what's at it. He heads off out of the blue. Like, he doesn't even say anything. He's just suddenly going. Yeah, like, even the commentator's like, uh, okay. Okay, okay bye. Um, yeah. We get, you know, they kind of keep going to the van and the match and the van. At one point, Johnny's at the van, kind of walking around, won't go to the driver's side. Um, and then when you look in, though, you can see nobody's in the driver's seat. Yeah, and the window's down on the driver's side because, like, Johnny's like hitting the van. The window's down on the driver's side. Yeah. Um. Right. But anyways, and then suddenly, um, Johnny appears on stage. Uh, pulls the bag up off off of Austin Theory's head. Austin is zip tied at his ankles, his hands. He's in his underpants. He's got a fanny pack on. He's in flip flops. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's something on YouTube about this afterwards. I didn't watch it. Something about him being on vacation. Um, right. So, well, he, he looks like he just got back from vacation. It doesn't look like he was kidnapped. It looks like he just got back from vacation. <laughs> okay. But, um, with that happening, uh... Like, Candice LeRae sprints up the ramp. Indy Hartwell is left standing there, and Ember just rolls up Indy for the win. And it just... It pissed me off. It just ended, yeah. Um, But I'll get into my distaste for that later on in our segments. Um, yeah. We get a video package from Pat McAfee uh, calling out the internet uh, wrestling community 
he was right about Adam Cole all along. He wants his apology. And, oh, I'd love to punch him in the face. Yeah, he's just one of those guys you look at him and you're like, oh, I could just punch you, dude. Yeah, like, like... I, I would have no issue. Um, Obviously, I would assume playing up a character. I don't know. I've heard stories both ways about uh Pat McAfee. I mean, from what I've seen on his like the WWE panels and stuff where they don't usually play into a character on the panels. Yeah. Uh, no, that is who he is. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. That's about all I have to say about him. Pretty well. Um, We, we see Kushida earlier in the day getting so, checked out. The one thing just before that, like in between these two segments, there was this interesting promo for joe coffee and rampage brown i had no idea who these this really was this was just an nxt uk promo oh i just, didn't even see this oh really yeah i got this yeah it just it's just this it's a generic promo joe coffee versus rampage brown in nxt uk and it's just these two big guys just i know i know joe coffee <laughs> i know joe coffee as well uh but yeah, Rampage Brown just picture big dude. Like <laughs> big dude, got it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, but it, it was just this promo, and I was just like, I don't know what this means. And it's like NXT UK. I was like, oh. Oh, okay, sure, cool. Um <laughs> Yeah, and then we yeah, like I was saying, we have Kushida getting checked out by the medical staff earlier in the day. Uh Bronson Reed comes in uh and basically tells Kushida like I'm not done chasing the North American title and and you know if it comes down to it you know shit's gonna happen <laughs> um, and I really want Bronson Reed to win the North American championship now it, it would be cool yeah uh and then go figure here comes Malcolm Bivens uh and 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 he's like is Kushida cleared yeah yeah he is and he's like okay I got a match for you and he walks off like it, it was like what the fuck yeah well I mean we knew exactly what that was gonna be but I was just like you're really gonna have your boy challenge Kushida yeah okay yeah good fucking luck um and then we head back to the ring we've got Isaiah Swerve Scott against Leon Ruff um and it's a match uh they're really it's playing just there <laughs> they're really playing up the fact of like for some reason leon ruff isn't this great wrestler is what they're trying to play up I well guess. it seems like they're doing the shorty g thing yeah so. like he's 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 not a he's not the greatest wrestler like he's kind of been handed his opportunities and like they argue on commentary a lot during this about like no he earned them he was given them and I'm just like mm. eh, eh. well it seems because Wade is playing very much the heel oh uh, he announcer. is like it works but at the same time I'm like well it, in complete honesty he was kind of handed that North American title yeah when the heel starts spitting truth you're just like is he really the heel yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> and Leon Ruff uh kind of surprise pins uh isaiah scott with uh a crucifix pin and then scott yeah. just lays out rough post-match uh, yeah 
there really wasn't much more to that. It was just kind of there. Um, yeah, Scott just kind of, like, he just stares at him afterwards. Yeah, he wants his title shot, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Um, here, you can take this next one. So, we get a tag team match. Uh, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Aaliyah and Jessica Maya. Well, I could, now, I could just see you light up with glee when you mention Casey. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Uh... <laughs> And pretty much this entire match is Casey and Caden just double teaming um, both members of this team. The uh, Robert Stone brand. Yeah, the Robert Stone brand. Uh, and then at some point, Boa appears up on the stage. Uh, it doesn't really end up costing anything for them because they still end up hitting an, another new double team finisher. Yeah, uh, a neckbreaker frog splash combination from the looks of it. Yeah, but like this is the third tag match or fourth tag match we've seen them in, and that's the fourth new finish that they've had to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it was really nice. Uh, and, and I think this is the first time that Caden picked up the win for her team. I think uh, Casey picked it up the last couple times. Yes, yes, that is um, accurate. And so, yeah. Uh, and then after, uh, Carter gets really mad at Boa, and it's it's Zaya, right? Zaya Lee, yep. Yeah. Um, and she just starts going up to confront her, and and Casey kind of is the level head here, and she goes, you know, just let me let me talk to her. And she goes up to to Zaya, and she's like, you know, what's your deal? Like, you're not like this, blah 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 blah. Same sort of thing that they were saying last week. And Zaya grabs her hand, and marks her. And says, I will purge you next week. And then leaves. Yep. And yep. Casey looks terrified. And I'm worried that we're never going to see Casey again after next week. <laughs> next next week will be an interesting one to cover. Uh... Or, or Casey and Caden end up joining this group. Which is something I've... I'd be interested in actually. It'll be interesting to see for sure, one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then we get a backstage promo from Malcolm Bivens with Tyler Rust. And He's a diamond in the rust. Yeah, that doesn't sound good to me, but yeah, and, and basically the point of the promo is trying to say that Tyler Rust is better than Kushida, which is laughable. Like um, and I don't want to say anything against Tyler Rust. I've just never seen him do anything of value. Yeah, especially throwing the name of Kushida out there, like the, the legendary Japanese wrestler. Yeah. So, uh, and then we get this segment next. I really enjoyed this. Uh, Beth Phoenix uh, is presenting the Dusty this. Cup to to the winners. Uh, we have MSK out first. Um. And they're just having a blast, having a blast with it. Uh, and they announced that they are facing Oni and Danny for the tag championships on March 3rd. Obviously not to be an ass and, and point out here, but WWE is going to stack the hell out of that card on March oh, 3rd. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's the go-home show for Revolution. That's got yeah. Shaq on it. That's That's got some big shit. So, uh... Yeah, because that's the uh, um, what's it called the the match where Shaq's gonna be facing 
uh, Cody and Jade. Yeah, Cody and Red Velvet. Shout Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Look, Red Velvet looks like Brandy, and that's the only reason she's in this match. They they are very scarily similar. But, and you, that is, like, and I hate to say it, because if Brandy wasn't pregnant, that she'd be in this match. Well, it was supposed to be Brandy. That's what it was built up for. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so... Anyways, so so they're just having a blast with that. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez come out. And I love that MSK, no matter who it is, like, they'll open the ropes for them. They're like, oh, yeah, no, come on. And then they immediately got out of the way and let Raquel and Dakota have their, their moment. Yeah, um, and as they are talking, uh, obviously going for the similar the similar promo here, Nia and Shayna uh, come out, tag champs. Um, and this is, I, I laughed a lot during this, especially MSK and Beth in the I corner know. eating popcorn. They're just having a blast. Like, um, it's just great because like they just start spitting these lines out and then it just cuts over to MSK and Beth just. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> Dakota Kai is, is introducing Nia Jax and Shanna Baszler to Raquel because Raquel wasn't there when they were there. Uh, a comments made about uh, Shayna Baszler ran after she got her ass kicked by Rhea Ripley and Raquel makes a fair point of, Oh, like the same Rhea Ripley that I beat in a last woman standing match. Yeah. Um, And it's, 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 yeah, it's going really good. Obviously the match is made for, I believe March 3rd again. And as Shayna and I are leaving, uh, Raquel makes a comment of, uh, to to Nia Jax about like I'll take like your shoe and shove it in your hole or whatever, and I'm pissing myself at this point. And who was it? Was it Wesley or Nash Carter who fucking plant themselves on the ground like like they died? Technically? It's a uh, it's Wesley Is that it? did it. It was so good. But the one thing I wanted to say just before that, she goes to, uh, Jax goes to talk about how Dusty called her the oh, biggest, baddest bitch. That, that he's ever seen, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, careful, Bianca already has that gimmick. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and, yeah, Raquel, like, with all due respect, and, like, Dusty, Dusty rest his soul, like, he never met me, and it was like, well. It's very true. You got a fair fucking point there, girl. And even Jax looked at her and was just like, "Huh." But yeah, yeah. The, it it killed me when when Raquel made that comment, and then Wesley was just like, "Oh," <laughs> onto the mat. I just and, and Nash is like sitting there fanning him, just like, "Dude, you good? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay." Just breathe. Then we get Roderick and Kyle yelling in a parking lot, but, like, I guess they're so far away that there, the yelling no isn't audio. loud enough. Yeah. Like, but if they're yelling at it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So then when we were talking, this segment didn't happen for you. I did this not shows... get these next two segments on my feed that I watched. I got the one. I get uh, Tony. It's all photos, this is. So it shows Tony interrupting EO's photo shoot, uh, and it's literally just pictures, stills of her just beating on her. It's it's not horrible, 
it's something I think WWE and NXT should continue doing is showing beatdowns in photo shoots as stills instead of well, like, yeah, because it was a always photo doing shoot. a film. Yeah. yeah, the camera's not always there for a photo shoot. It, yeah. it's just that camera. So why not? Exactly. Like, and it makes it look really good because clearly what they did was EO was taking her pictures for promos that they needed. And then they had Tony come in and they're like, okay, we're going to just have the, have, you guys start doing your brawl and we're just going to set the, the, the camera to take as many pictures as possible. Yep. And it looked great because you could see all the parts that you needed to see. Yeah. So I didn't see that. And then I didn't see the Cameron Grimes promo but i've watched it after i haven't i had no idea what it was i i didn't i just heard oh i love cameron grimes and that was it so basically uh, it was the same promo from like same video package from last week right and then at the end it's him with his crash lamborghini like the front is busted up and that and he goes i'll just buy another one and that's the promo and i'm like what the fuck was this but I mean, it's neat because it's WWE kind of being meta and just being like, hey, we know what's going on in the real world, ha ha ha. But at the same time, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but we head off to Tyler Rust versus Kushida, Malcolm Bivens at ringside. Match is going decently, and the finish, I'm still not sure what happened. Because Kushida locks in that, that hoverboard lock. And Bivens is calling for the ref. The ref kind of looks at him a few times and then calls for the bell. I never see a tap from Tyler Rust. The announcement is by submission. But I never saw a tap and it seemed like it was Bivens who called it off. Yeah, so my assumption was Bivens was supposed to have a towel. And he didn't. Yeah, it just, it seemed really weird, because, like I said, the announcer was, like, by submission, but I was like, I never saw Tyler tap. And I think that that's probably going to be what goes forward. This is probably going to be a mini feud for Kushida here. Just Uh, just to kind of get himself back after. Just, yeah, something that, while he's hurt from the match from Johnny, um, he'll, he'll use this to kind of get back. Um. But it's just going to end with Russ dying to Kushida. Yeah, pretty well. Um, We get a video package for Zoe Stark, who is supposed to be debuting now, in singles action. Yeah, yeah they, they were very vague about this. They claimed this was a debut, but showed packages from her in NXT. And I'm like, how is this a debut if she's already been in NXT? And then the, the commentators corrected when yeah. they eventually get this match. Uh, we got a promo from L.A. Knight, also known as Eli Drake, for those of you L. who are still a. not. Knight. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty well just. <sighs> I... I'm looking forward to what he's going to be doing. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not by any means like disappointed. There, It seems to be like at his house. Um, yeah, it seems and, to be. And he basically just, you know, the hottest free agent is off the market. And... I totally forgot he was a free agent. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Um and that was about the extent of it. We get uh, yeah. uh now, Okay. Before we move on here, LA Knight, he, this is his he's been in NXT before. Was he LA Knight then or 
Was he? Or NXT? was he something else? Well, because they said, like, I, I've heard people say this is his return. He was in WWE from 2013 to 2014. Teamed up with John Moxley to take on the big show. Dark match on ECW. He reported that they were going medical testing. He reported to the Performance Center Center using the nickname Slate Randall. Okay. Dark match only competed as an enhancement talent, losing to Mason Ryan, Baron Corbin, Mojo Rawley. He had a live event match, and then he was released from his contract. And he later explained the release was not due to not getting along with then-head coach Bill DeMott, who there's been shit out about him, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh he had a losing effort with Gene Sninsky against Crime Time. So uh <clears throat> something interesting. He went by El Hero de Trump. Sure. At one point. Sure. So uh, um it's that H I J O. I don't know how to say that properly. Heo? Heo? El Hio, there's another person who has El Hio does something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't, uh, but it's basically a play on that, but I'm like, why is it Trump? <laughs> uh, yeah, good question there. Um, <laughs> anyways. So yeah, it is actually technically his return. Technically, yes. Just as a different name. Yeah. Yeah, well, he wasn't even on, f- from the looks of it, to be known-wise really on TV. So, uh, uh, he the one match that I mentioned in his losing effort was on ECW, yeah, but as an enhancement so, talent, is what I it mean. seemed like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he was never a like what I mean is he was never actually a prominent of any sorts on TV. Oh, okay, so, I thought you were meaning he just wasn't on TV. No, 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 uh, I, I, I meant like it wasn't prominent enough to, to even sure. be like he's returning because nobody's yeah. gonna fucking remember him. Yeah, I've heard people say it's a return, and that's just why I was curious, so. But, uh, yeah, we get Zoe Stark against Valentina Faraz. Um, solid match. Uh, I figured it was going to be one really, really one-sided. It wasn't fully. Um, mm-hmm. And then Stark won with an interesting, it, it was like a modified version of a GTS almost. She I call it a her. spinning GTS. Yeah, yeah. She flipped her from the ground into the knee-like GTS. Um, yeah, but almost kind of hits her with the shin of her foot yeah. from what I saw. Like, Yeah, um, think of what, uh, I believe it's Sammy Guevara. Uh, similar to that, but just from standing, flipping over, and then... Yeah. It was interesting, to say the least. Um, it was effective, because it got the win. Exactly. Um, we get a promo from Scarlet and Karrion Cross. Uh, literally exactly what you'd expect from it, from the news earlier in the day. You know, Santos yeah. is playing with time, and that's not his to play with, and... Yeah, uh, and then Cross is like, his destiny is already decided. He has two options, either take his beating or lose his title. Yep. Like, So, and then we move on to the main event, which has already uh, been uh, talked about beforehand. Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, Oni Larkin against uh, Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong. 
uh o'reilly wants nothing to do with strong um yep and it makes sense solid solid fucking match solid fucking match um near the end uh we finally see adam cole finally yeah they were they kept hinting that adam was there but like they it wasn't like we were gonna see him basically yeah um but uh but yeah so adam comes out takes balor off the top rope knocking him into the ref and then we have cole with a really awesome it it, it was like a it, some kind of like a brain buster or something off the stairs uh the steel steps um yeah uh, to kyle o'reilly um really nice uh the title's in the ring uh strong picks up the title and goes to like almost seemingly like let balor know balor fucking kicks him in the head it's it's a big mess at the end and then pete dunn comes in bitter end to finn balor for the win um and and just as we figure the show's closing off balor's you know brushing the dust off Here's fucking Cole out of nowhere with a goddamn super kick to Balor. Yeah, so Cole left by the ramp and appeared from behind. Yeah. So does Cole have teleportation now? Fuck no, he sprinted. <laughs> They're like, okay, we need you to go to the other side of the building. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> hey, Adam, how, good, <laughs> how good's your cardio? Uh, Pretty good. Well, we're putting go. that to the test. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, you need to be there in about uh, 15 seconds. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you need to be kicking Balor's head off uh, now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, that closes the show. And then obviously we talked at the beginning of this podcast about the uh, the after show uh, stuff of O'Reilly being stretched out, which thankfully we know is all storyline and kayfabe absolutely um, yeah that was because of the brain buster onto the, the steps for yeah. uh, anybody who got confused yeah as to where that moment fucking, happened fucking solid move um mm-hmm. but we're gonna move on to the results from dynamite now um quite an explosive show yeah it, it explosive it just oh man it got you all wrapped up and, and stuck to it right yeah um and hopefully and, and these... i mean this will be one that people will take to their grave so <laughs> yeah this will all make sense very soon for anybody who didn't watch the fucking show um <clears throat> and hasn't seen the news uh yeah. we start <laughs> the show off we have uh hangman adam page and matt hardy against uh the hybrid two th2 uh jack evans and and helico um i want to see oh, there are from these guys team. I was just going to say the same thing. I want to see so much more from these guys, which we've talked about it. Two hours of TV. It's really hard. Uh, I know a lot of people are are bitching about TH2 and Jack Evans has actually gone on record being like, sometimes you just don't fit into a story yet Uh, because people, people were bitching like these guys fucking signed and, and they're not being used right. They're being treated as a joke. I'm like, they're not being treated like a joke. Just because they're losing because it makes sense to the story doesn't mean they're being treated as a joke. These guys are fucking fantastic. They will be tag champions at some point. 
Well, and just... knowing what Angelico can <clears throat> do in Lucha Underground, if you've never seen Jack Evans or Angelico, they have a really great showing in Lucha Underground. And uh, that would be a great place to start with watching some stuff from them. Yeah, like, they're fucking fantastic. Um, and they just don't fit into the fold yet. But yeah, they will. And they will. I mean, we've seen them face off against the Bucks before. And it's just, it's one of the greatest matches that uh, Dynamite, or I guess at the time it wasn't on Dynamite, AEW has ever had. Yeah. Like, so, and, and to the people who want to complain about, you know, people like them when AEW's got two hours of television, and it's not like you can build a shit ton on Dark. You can do a little bit, but you can't do a ton on Dark. Um, in, just in not the a way of, of networks in that. Let's look at WWE for a second. They've got how many hours of TV a week? And there's people Three on the first day. Th- yeah, they've got so many hours of TV and we see a quarter of the talent. So don't don't even speaking of that, something I noticed while watching Raw this week, there's over an hour of commercials in a three hour Raw. That makes me want to vomit. OK, <clears throat> um, but these four guys put on a, a, a solid showing. Um, oh, yeah. Matt Hardy uh, ends up picking up the win for his team on Angelico after a twist of fate. And uh, then the other shoe drops for Matt. <laughs> yeah, Matt grabs the mic. Uh, he's talking about the money that both of them are going to make, the billions of dollars in that. Paige takes the mic and asks Matt if he looked at the contract. Um, oh, no, I just sent it right off to the legal team. Which, after after this segment, we'll, we'll talk about what happens here in a second. Um, Matt posts on Twitter being like, of course I knew. Like, I saw the segment. And I'm like, yeah. well, why were you so, like, a- a- oblivious in-, in that moment there? Like, Well, it's, it's pretty obvious when the reveal happens. Yes, because it... it-, it- but at the time, it's like, well, are you in on it? Yeah, like, like, like there, there's moments, even by the end of it, there's a moment of, like, but, but was he? Yeah. Like, was like, he fully in on this? Or, it, like, it he just saw like, the paper yeah. swap, and maybe he didn't actually know what the stip like... He didn't know what it was, but he knew something was going to happen, so he made a swerve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, you can't use swerve. You can't use swerve. No, oh, no, no. Sorry, no. Uh, a rib. There, there, there. You go. That that should be fine. Yeah, WWE uh, Network, don't sue us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so Adam asks a member of the Jags legal team to uh, present the contract to to Matt. Uh, Matt quickly takes a read from the contract. And he goes, "This isn't a." a, a talent contract this but, is a match contract hold on aren't you gonna uh, mention who the legal team for the jags was well, i guess i could i guess i could do that it's the jags mascot i don't know his name jackson deville ja- really yeah okay you, anyway. did you not know that i did not know if that i'm not mistaken it's jackson deville I guess I can't really say shit yeah. I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay's is Thunderbug so yeah, yeah, Jackson Deville. So, uh, anyway, he he gets the contract for Matt to read, uh, and it's just this, it's a match that uh, Adam Page versus Matt Hardy at Revolution. 
for uh and if adam wins he will get a hundred percent of matt's earnings for all of 2021 first quarter of 2021 which is all of 2021 so far we haven't had the first quarter of 2021 okay i i well when you say all of 2021 versus i i thought you meant all of it i'm like well no 2021 is is for different quarters but i get what you mean now um, yeah, it, because the, we haven't had any other quarters. It's for all of Matt's current earnings up until this point of 2021. Yeah. Uh, and then Matt gets on the mic and he goes, okay, well, well, if we're, well, that's basically, he just gets all flustered, like we said, uh, and gets mad. And he's like, well, why don't you put up your, your earnings too, then if, if, if you think this is such a good idea and yeah. I was like, all right, okay, let's do a money match then. Yeah, yeah, you put up your first quarter earnings, I'll put up my first quarter earnings, and we're going to do a big money match. Um, yep. And uh, and then the, the Jags mascot attacks Paige, uh, and it turns out that Isaiah Cassidy was under the, the mask the whole time. By God! And negative one sends in the cavalry. Yeah, here fucking comes Dark Order and negative one. Like, just, so, just negative one just calling them in. Um, yeah. Well, it's like uh, Cassidy and TH2 jumping at him. Yeah, yeah. With uh, that. And, and, and so I guess that's kind of important, but it's really not because negative one comes out and just sends the dark order out just one after another. Get in there, meat man. Get in there. All of you. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have a moment where it's Matt Hardy and five in the ring and five is just not impressed because if you've watched BTE and stuff, you, you totally understand. Um, with everything that's going on and they start fighting, uh, Matt, Ends up kind of taking out five, ducks a buckshot lariat, and gets the fuck out of there. And we have Paige and the Dark Order kind of standing face to face in the ring. And Paige is this. This ends with Paige joining the Dark Order, right? Oh, it has to. It has to. Like this has to. Like it's breaking my heart that he's not yet. <laughs> but it's such a perfect build because it makes so much sense that this is what we're gonna do. That it's not what we have done yet. Yeah, like, and and I really like Hangman. Uh, as they're doing the promo and that him going, you know, somebody uh taught me how how to always keep papers on me, you know, uh, and it just it it was really awesome. I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, on for so so many different reasons. Um, I will forever love AEW for just the reasons that they give fans what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm loving that they're still uh doing this stuff for negative one Brody Jr. Uh I I never they have an issue when I forever. see when I see the Dark Order pop up, if negative one is there, it just puts a smile on my face. It really uh, does. It really I, I like it. Um, if anybody has an issue with negative one being on dynamite, you can just stop watching dynamite because yeah. do yourself a favor first, do yourself a favor first, go and watch the AEW unrestricted podcast with Amanda Huber, uh, Brody Lee's, uh, yeah. uh, now sadly widow. Um, yes. and just, just listen, listen and understand why he's there. If you still yeah. disagree, just stop watching. I, I yeah, have exactly. no issue 
saying that. Yep. And um, when he eventually becomes a wrestler, he's going to come out with that red TNT title and take on whoever's the TNT champion and take that belt from him. That it that'll be cool. That'll be really cool. Uh, and you know Cody will take it upon himself to train him too. Oh, and you know what? Thinking about it, Cody will be the one that's the current TNT champion that loses oh. to to negative one. Co- Cody Cody retires to negative one. Eh, that wouldn't no because Cody's career is nowhere near the end. Uh Cody says otherwise. I get that, but it's wrestling. Cody's career is nowhere near the end. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, you're talking nine to ten years still. Yeah, I mean, even still, Dustin, like. Well, yeah, but they're all they're all different, and I I, I get that. Yeah, Co- but Cody's I... Cody's even stated like, you know, within the next five six years, we'll see where things stand. I don't see so, him retiring without winning the the AEW championship, the world championship. I bet you he does. But the I thing bet is, you he retires how without would it. He do it. No, no, he needs to win. He needs to. Yeah, but he won't. They they will not go back on that. I would I will lay money down on it now, and the money can sit on the table until the day he retires. I don't think he. I I think they will, and it'll be it'll be a way that makes perfect sense. I I bet you I bet you he has no issue going out without it. I bet he has no issue with it, but it's not what needs to happen. But why does it need to happen? Because his his career is never... not going to be defined by whether or no. not he wins that world title. So and he it, got it's... his one world title with the NWA championship, but he never. He got also the... won Ring of Honors. Yes, but he never got the big one, the the WWE one, and he's never going to get that. I think the only way to properly wind down Cody's career is to at least give him one run with it. The only thing is, though. There's not a single way in the world they can do it without causing shit because of the stipulation. So I, I don't think see the why champion bother. challenges him. But it doesn't matter because he's still challenging for the belt. It doesn't matter but, how he no, winds so, up okay. in the match. He cannot challenge for the belt under any circumstance. I No, I think so. There'll be a big buildup. Uh, Cody will be like, no, I told you I, I lost my match. I'm not. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, and then they'll start like attacking his family, doing whatever, and it'll be this match that's like, okay, if you want it to only be a title match, fine. Oh, I, I, like I said, I will lay money down on it that he never wins that world title. <laughs> Maybe not that version. It'll look different, but he does not win the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, uh, moving on here, we have a backstage interview with the inner circle, uh, Santana and Ortiz talking about the title match, um, coming up and whatnot. And then MJF starts talking about Sammy, uh, shitting on Sammy and Jericho just tells Max to shut up, which I mean, we were all thinking it. So thank you, Jericho. And then again, is like, we watched all the shows we know what you're doing yeah like we saw it we're not an idiot um and and like he blames max a little bit but then he also does turn on to sammy um 
and tells Sammy the biggest mistake of his life was quitting the inner circle. And Jericho says Sammy is dead to him and hopes to never see him again. So, but we know that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, we know that like Sammy is going to come back and have a huge feud with MJF and then Jericho. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, we get a recap of the Japanese side of the women's, uh, eliminator tournament, uh, and we head off into another round one matchup. We have the end. We also get announced that, um, the U S and Japanese side will be finished on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I have comments about that too. Um, but anyways, uh, we get the NWA women's world champion, Serena Deeb, against Riho. Riho uh, is competing in an AEW match for the first time in 48 weeks. Um, and this match is just fucking great. Yeah. Um, I'm... <laughs> I, I don't think I have a bad thing to say about this match. Um, no, it, it was a really just masterclass of of two women just being able to do what they need to do for a match. And this is why I'm angry because these are not the only two talent on this roster that can do this. So why is it the only match we get? But anyways, uh, these two fucking. Well, it's not the only. We did get the other one, but yeah, I do see. Wow. Well. Um. Well, I mean, I mean, in general, though, like, look at the rest of the card. Like, there's, no, we've got so many matches, and it's it's, it's the only one they can fit on a dynamite. Yeah. Like, but they they tear it right up. Um, it it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and Riho ends up picking up the win after a series of back and forth pin combinations and uh really good because the thing is it it brings serena deeb out of this not looking weak and it brings riho out of this you know still looking really good for her first match back in 48 weeks it just would have been really really nice to see um what's it uh serena versus thunder again yeah well the thing is we if you want to see that just watch nwa in a couple weeks we know that's where we're going with that probably yeah. like <laughs> uh we we don't need that once again on AEW TV I in my opinion um at at the time being uh because because yeah like I said that's more than likely the the direction we're going to go with NWA and we're going to get that again at some point there sure. um but uh yeah and then we get a what was touted as a, another training video package from Jade and Shaq, and it's literally just them shooting hoops. Yeah. It pissed me off. That's how um, you get ready for wrestling. Yep. Basketball. Yep. Um, oh, I just wanted to see Shaq miss one shot. Because, <laughs> like, they, they kept showing Shaq doing three free throws. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever watched Shaq in basketball. I didn't really, but I know he wasn't good at free throws. I don't know. I uh, that I have some knowledge in in just about most sports. I've got something. Like I don't watch a shit ton of sports. Like I watch some NFL, I watch some NHL. You very, have some shit on your shirt. Like Sure. Cool. Um go Habs go. Uh <laughs> I watch <coughs> some baseball 
and then even throwing in something like NASCAR, like I can tell you probably a fair bit about NASCAR and that, but I got nothing about basketball. <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah. So the I can only probably thing tell can... you more about golf and like, I can't stand. I can tell you that golf. we had a former teacher who made <laughs> Tiger Woods as pro PGA golf. Yes. Yes. He was one of the lead producers. <laughs> Yeah, so that was kind of neat. <laughs> On that, uh, Madden and uh, FIFA. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> shit. Anyways. Um, yeah, just us name drop, or not even name dropping, just fact dropping quick. Just... Yeah, we'll, we'll just fact drop. That's all we need to do. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I know nothing about basketball. So, I mean, yeah, if I you just, say yeah. he wasn't good, I'll take your word on it. But I cannot sit here and be like, yeah, you're right. Because I don't. I just know, know that when Shaq would take shots, it was never in the free throw position. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he was very much so known for his dunks. Uh, like, like, yeah, uh, exactly. That, that's, that's about all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Uh, and then I, it I know Space to... Jam. <laughs> Does Space Jam count? <laughs> I think that's Michael Jordan. Yeah, oh, I knew it wasn't Shaq, but I'm saying that's <laughs> about the extent of basketball I know is Space Jam. I thought you were saying that that was Shaq. No! I knew it was Jordan. <laughs> my my brother-in-law's a huge Michael Jordan fan. I, oh, I, I'm well funny. aware. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, Orange Cassidy with Chuck Taylor versus Luther with Sir Pentico. Uh, This match is really quick. Um, It's really quick. I mean, I knew it would be. Uh, We had Luther basically start out strong, uh, and then Orange just takes control. Uh, Chuck just keeps stopping Sir Pentico from messing with Orange Cassidy. So this is clearly just going to be a tag team match next week. Yeah, and Serpentico uh, at one point takes out Chuck. Does he? I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he attacks him and tosses him into the stage wall. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, and then nothing happens from there because Orange Cassidy wins. So, and then this next segment, yes, it's what we've been asking for. It made it, yeah. So, we have Team Taz come out, but it's only... Taz, Brian Cage, and Taz's son, Hook, uh, which Taz yes. addresses in the first few lines of the promo. It's because of the uh, weather situation down in the States. You know, Texas got a bit of snow and the whole state fucking died. Oh, yeah. Well, like, it was the first time ever uh, in, like, 20 years or something like that that the entire state of Texas had a red warning zone for um snow yeah i was gonna say it wasn't the first time they've gotten snow i have cousins down no. there and no and for sure I... I mean it's always a surprise when texas does get snow and like i'm not trying to make a joke i know it's a very serious situation down there but it's just the fact that like texas got a ton of snow and like the whole state just got fucked power outages and like it was <laughs> it's nuts it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's funny because here we got pretty much the exact oh same snow. Oh my god, snow. we got so much fucking snow, and it and we uh, carried our on world like is normal. still fine. <laughs> yeah, we carry like, on I, like normal. It's Canada. If, if I opened this window, there's a wall of snow covering my window because I'm in the basement of apartment. 
yeah, like there's a there was a fuck ton of snow. I yeah, my my niece and nephew were uh, quite fucking happy about it, and they got to beat the shit out of me in the snow yesterday. So I'm sore today, but <laughs> well, um, but yeah, so, win some you lose some pretty well. But yeah, so it's only Taz, Cage, and Hook. And Taz calls out Sting, and I purposefully, in my notes, every week, have to put a bunch of G's on the end of Sting. And when I read it in my head, I read it like uh, Shivani. So. Um, and Sting gets right in the ring, no hesitation. Taz is, you know, making comments about, like, yeah, you got the bat and stuff like that. Sting tosses the bat aside, takes the jacket off, and my next note is, oh, shit. Uh, Sting tosses the jacket at Cage Starts just hammering on Cage Hook comes in from behind with the bat Puts it around Sting's neck And uh, Cage Hits Sting And we get um... Uh oh (laughs) Cage picks Sting up And just Fucking power bombs him So the only way I can describe this moment is if anybody's ever watched Avengers, the first movie, uh, where Hulk slams Loki into the ground, yeah, like a rag doll, uh, and then it just zooms in on Loki's face, and he's just, uh, uh, that's, that's what they do to Sting. <laughs> yeah, and Sting just lays there. Now, granted, by the closing moments of the segment he is getting himself back up but the nice part about this is it it makes cage look strong still and uh, it shows that sting hasn't taken a power bomb in a long time exactly like we're like it's sting but this isn't the sting we all know this isn't older sting it's going to be a different sting and it's going to be a matter of how much is Sting at this point still able to do? And obviously, come Revolution, we're, it's not going to be Sting takes one move and he's done. We know we're no. going to get a lot from Sting. But, I mean, that's the first bump Sting has taken since 2015. Yep. Night of Champions. When uh, Seth Rollins retired him, supposedly, and I'm yeah. so glad that AEW is able to rectify this because I don't think WWE would have brought Sting back. WWE would have never, even if he was cleared, WWE wouldn't have, which pisses me off. Um, Yeah, even with Edge and even Christian coming back, there is zero chance that Sting would have at all. Well, I'm really excited to see what happens. I'm a huge fucking Sting fan. Like, I mean, I call on you the night he debuted at Winter is Coming. I, 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 I still, I watch it and I get the goosebumps of it. Um, well, I had to tell you to stay quiet because you were a little bit ahead of me, and I'm like, I was, my I was about just went black. Seconds. Don't yeah. you tell me? Yeah, like... the, the name popped up on the screen, and I grabbed my phone, I hit the call button, you answered, and you're like, it's just like the, the the video is just playing. Shut up! And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I know what was gonna come out of your mouth was it? You're like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I literally. You're lucky I held off for a second because when you picked up, I was going to do the. It's Sting! 
and you were like, I'm not there. Yeah, because I knew it was going to be a big reveal when the lights went out and you started calling. I was like, dude, no, just shut up for a second. Just let me hear. Let me do this. It was it was fucking huge. Oh, my God. But yeah. anyways, uh, that was that was crazy. Uh, that ends that segment. We have Eddie Kingston, Butcher Blade Bunny, uh, with just a segment talking about the main event. Eddie asked for the match, shit like that. Um, and then we cut to WWE Champion Kenny Omega. Wait, wait, sorry, did you say WWE Champion Kenny Omega? I did. And so did JR. Good old <laughs> JR, Jim Ross. Uh, yeah, JR had a slip up, called Kenny the, the WWE Champion. Uh, and we talked about it last night because of what happens at the end of the show. We called and talked and Jr. worked for that company for a lot of fucking years. He worked everything yes. from talent relations to commentary to everything in between. The man wrestled a few matches. He wasn't a wrestler. He didn't have good matches, but, but he was in, in the record books, Jr. has wrestled in matches. Um, and so when he said it, I chuckled. I know yes. people blew a gasket online, and I'm like... Well, and they were also, like, hinting, oh, this is the sign that they're actually doing their working relationship. I'm like, are you dumb? Or or it, it was either they're doing their working relationship, or this is AEW trying to push WWE to... Yeah. To, I'm like, you fucking people. Or <clears throat> it's uh, JR having a simple mistake on live TV. Which has happened. It has. You gotta remember, JR's been in this a long time. JR's older. The shit and he happens. suffered multiple health issues. Yeah, like, like there's there's a lot of stuff. Like just just let it slide. It it was funny. It happened. He put out the tweet. It was heat of the moment. Yeah. It, well, it was clearly, like um yeah. uh what show was it? He they were at it was one pay per view and he called it uh the name of a WWE pay per view. Um, but I can't, I can't place it. Like they were on pay-per-view. It was still when fans were in. It was full gear. Was it full gear? And he pulled and he called it. I don't even remember. Full throttle. Full throttle or something. Uh, no. Was it in your house? Did he? I can't remember. Beach. Oh, it's beach bash. And he kept calling it. Um, it was beach break and he kept calling it bash at the beach or something like that no no, no because that... no because they had bash at the beach before the jericho was... cruise it, right. it, it was, was it was a pay-per-view because i can i can see them stand it like where where they are for the pay-per-views but i can't place what he called it he just misspoke and he called it a wwe pay-per-view on the pay-per-view it was either full gear or revolution because it was when fans were still like there, there. Um, All that when I see, when I search up, uh, JR calls AEW pay-per-view, WWE pay-per-view. It's just Jim Ross calls Kenny Omega WWE champion. Oh, that's all you're going to find. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna find much of anything. Uh but I don't Yeah, like I said, I know for sure 
that they were uh, they were still in front of uh, in front of a full audience. Where are the AEW pay per views? Um. So, but that's that's about all. I know, like it was definitely full gear or revolution. I just can't. I can't. Um, so we've had place it. double or nothing, fighter fest, fight for the fallen, all out, full gear, revolution, double or nothing, all out, full gear, revolution, double or nothing. Yeah. Um. So, I um, just. It's got to be at full gear. Well, that's that's what I'd say. Um, Penny versus Moxley at the the lights out match. Yeah, because like I said, I can I can see them there. Uh, like I can see the crowd behind them. I I just can't. I can't place it. I can't place it one bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find it real quick, and then yeah, we'll, me too. Uh, we'll get to it, but, uh, um, I don't, I don't have, don't really have much here, sadly. So, uh... Yeah, unfortunately, I can't find it either. I'll... I'll uh, I don't know. I, I might... I'll rewatch them both. I, I have them both on fight. I'll rewatch them and see if I can find it at some point. <coughs> yeah, it's not like it's very important. It's just something that's for sure interesting um, to remember. Um, But yeah, so anyways, uh, we go to Kenny. Kenny is with a bunch of children, uh... Callus and Nakazawa are there. Uh, yeah. Kenny reads from the Young Bucks book, uh, "Killing the Business." Uh, <laughs> are they in love? Are they in love? Uh, yeah. And uh, he he specifically reads about himself too, which I find he reads is funny. One sentence, and then Don Callis says, "All right, it's time to go." And so they start to head off, you know, uh, they're like, was it good? Yeah, it's good. One of the kids comes up and, and says to Callis, can, can Uncle Kenny play? And no, he's busy, but like, Nakazawa can. And Nakazawa's... Did you see what they left on the chair? The, the freaking title belt! They walked away from it! Um... Pretty it... Platinum was just sitting in some school as they were walking away. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh freaking oh, um yeah. as nakazawa is being murdered by yeah. children nakazawa comes up like i'll play with you and the kids are like we hate nakazawa and they start beating him up i'm like freaking okay yeah uh, uh um it was just bad and then we move well, on i guess not bad it was funny but like just weird yeah yeah it, it publicity is basically where they were going with it callus trying to get him good publicity and then yeah, yeah. exactly it, knocks all getting beat up made me laugh um yes but uh next up we have uh santana and ortiz uh with the inner circle at ringside against the young bucks for the all elite wrestling world tag team titles uh uh the bucks parents are at ringside as well I'm which is an interesting Papa Buck, uh, Papa and Mama Buck are at ringside. 
Um, he sings some of their songs, doesn't yep. he? The the BTE one. Yep. Yeah. He he did yeah. he did uh, a handful of the tunes for them. Um. Uh, Kenny Omega, Don Callis, and the Good Brothers are watching backstage as well, which is an interesting note. Did you notice what Nick did with his title versus what Matt did with his? I can't say I did. So Matt hands the title to Rick Knox. Nick tosses the title into the corner. Knox hangs one title up, gives it over to the things, and the other title sits in the corner the rest of the match. Did it really? I didn't even notice that. God damn it. Yep. Um, And so interesting note here again, we've been mentioning it. So AEW, in fact, did have people in the audience last night. Okay. Okay. Because I specifically looked it up. But they are not showing the crowd. Probably because they've been doing some pre-taped ones, so they don't want to run the yeah. risk of what has happened already. But it, but it's very interesting because they keep showing shots. And the thing is, there's no way there's as many people in the crowd as they were having. Because they are just, like, they were beforehand when you get, like, not a direct shot of the audience, but kind of the shot from the stage looking at Daly's place, looking at the seating. You could see people. You can't now. Maybe they uh, the restrictions have changed and they're not allowed to have people in the lower bowl. Potentially. Um, I just, I, I keep noticing it, but after uh, they gave a few shots and I'm like, is there nobody there again? I looked up on Twitter and there were people posting from their seats at Daly's place waiting for Dynamite to start. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah i imagine it's it they they must have just pushed they've had to push them back farther so well if that's the case that that's fine i just i've i keep finding it really interesting but For um sure, yeah but this match just absolutely great uh mjf I... at one point gets the inner circle kicked out he goes to hit uh i want to say it was nick um something yeah something and knox catches them and kicks the whole inner circle out yeah, and the inner circle's like yelling at Knox, but at the same time they're kind of yelling at MJF as well. Yeah, like yeah, like what the hell, dude? Um, yeah, because MJF didn't no way try to hide what he just did. Like yeah. Knox wasn't distracted. He was look. He was talking to like Matt or Nick, whichever one wasn't about to be punched by MJF, and then turns around and literally sees MJF up with his arm, like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to find. Yeah, see, there's no more specifically about dynamite, but there there's photos from people, for sure. There, the the one thing I I found really interesting in this as well, uh, the Bucks hit a Doomsday device, and I can't remember the last time they hit a Doomsday device. <laughs> well, okay. Um, but like this match is just great uh these guys are going at it um i actually at a few points was like holy shit they're gonna put the titles on proud and powerful and because it wouldn't the thing be is, weird because it's been a decent run so far for the bucks it wouldn't be bad if they had ended the run already well the thing is is i was at a few points like it, it would make sense too because going along with the the storyline of the inner circle, BTE, Sammy's vlog, we know they're all kind of canon. And if you watched Sammy's vlog this week, which I don't know if you did fully or not, not at the yet, end, no. Santana and Ortiz confront Sammy. And they're like, 
bro, like, what the fuck? And he's like, no, like, don't come at me. Like, you've got to be blind if you're not seeing what's happening here. Like, look at it. You guys are the fucking tag team of the inner circle. And are you guys the main focus? No, you're not. Like, open your eyes. See what's happening. And I was like, you know, Santana and Ortiz pick up the win. Face Jericho and MJF. We have another two two weeks of build up. It could work. It could have Sammy really... cost Jericho and MJF the match. Yeah, like it could really work. But we end I up I mean we could still have that happen, have Sammy cost Jericho oh, and MJF yes. the match. But I, I would assume that's where it's going one way or I another. So. But I was just like, it would be really interesting to have that inner clash with the inner circle and shit like well, that. Because then the Bucks could just go off and take the Impact titles from the Good Brothers. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's clearly where we're going with that as well. Yeah. From what I, from I, what, still uh, want, I can see, at least. I still want Bucks against Motor City Machine Guns as soon as uh, Shelly is uh, well, vaccinated once the Good Brothers lose the titles to the bucks that the bucks will have to be on impact wrestling i I want that i want the uh they show it during impacts commercials on twitch that ladder match between gen me and the motor city machine guns i want that again i want them to do that again and sure you know trying to recreate something that's already happened but the thing is we're talking years later all four of those guys are way more talented now than they were back then. And, Absolutely. I mean, the talent they had back then was nuts. Yeah. Well, um, and my my one thing, I've said this before. The Bucks, if they ever are on Impact, they have to be Gen Me. But when they're on AEW, they they have to be the Bucks. Like the, and there's no mention of it switching. <laughs> I... I'm going to be intrigued to see what they do because they they can't not play that somehow. I don't see them coming out on Impact and fully being Gen Me, but I can see them That'd coming out to like the Gen Me Tron and the music and them being like, "Wow, that hasn't happened in a while." So <laughs> <laughs> or or like they come out and like they Max they and like do Jeremy their Buck. <laughs> Yeah, and they get announced like that and they do their pose and then they hear the names get announced and they look behind them and go no like <laughs> like what what <laughs> yeah well the thing is there's got to be some kind of a mention like that they have to yeah they, but, they uh... can't not because i think they're the only team or group whatever you want to call that has history and impact that is not under the same names at least uh, that not i can really recall very very similar at the very e- least yeah exactly like yeah. it is an entirely different gimmick. While the wrestling was the same, they were two different gimmicks. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. So Nick pins Ortiz with an inside cradle. Uh. You know, a good way to make uh Power and Powerful not look weak. You know. Uh. Yeah. Although we've seen a lot of inside cradle finishes on all the shows. On every single show, yeah. Uh. The surprise roll up. Simon Miller makes a joke that it's the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. It is. It, it is, really 100%. is. 100%. It really um, is. But the inner circle hits the ring, uh, uh, attacks the Bucks, and they keep showing Callis, Good Brothers, and Kenny backstage. And Kenny's like, we got to get out there. We got to get out there and help. And Don's just like, no, it's 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 okay. And, and he like, whispers to the Good Brothers to go do something. And they fucking take their sweet time. 
we so had Cutler actually ring, during and, this comes yes. up to make the save. Uh, yeah. Which is oh yeah, Cutler's great. gonna make the save. <laughs> well, he tries. You know, good and on Hager him. And Hager fucking kills him. Yeah. Then that turns into a match that'll happen next week. We uh, literally watch Brandon Cutler die on the ramp. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But you know what? At the very least, we got something because, like, that's something I've wanted to see before. Oh, is Cutler's never come out to save the Bucks before, even though they have this history. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when he came out, I was like, okay, that's really good. And then it it still it cuts back again to to the uh, Don Callis and Good Brothers and all them. Uh, and then it goes again back to this big brawl, and then the the Good Brothers walk out, and the Inner Circle just leaves walk yeah and but the inner circle just leaves like they no physical altercation between good brothers and it so fucking don Callis has the inner circle in his back pocket well Callis and jericho yeah think about it think about it it all fucking works um, like and an interesting note we have an altercation between chris jericho and papa buck on the outside uh Papa Buck shoves Jericho, uh, and I was honestly like, don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him! <laughs> um, but very, very interesting, um, bit there. And then yeah. we, we get a video, uh, from Brandy, uh, saying because of circumstances, like, they can't do this great big thing that they want to do, uh, but they're gonna do the gender reveal right now, um, which was really awesome. And I love how she's yeah, like, really Cody cool. does like, I'm the only one who knows. Cody doesn't even know because he's got a big mouth. I'm like, Cody it's will for, even and, admit that. <laughs> so then uh, they come out to Cody's music, uh, and the lights are changing between pink and blue, which was uh, really cool. It was really, really nice. And I honestly thought it was gonna be a boy. I, that was my assumption, just because uh, that's what I thought. Uh, and it's a girl yeah yeah uh so straight up right away uh like that's awesome uh yeah like congratulations uh now finding out the gender like that's a that's that's awesome uh you you could see cody cody was like i'm on tv holding this in and then he fucking goes to commentary like what a professional (laughs) that man is like, uh, but there, I think there was a quick moment where he did go backstage with Brandy and had a quick moment with her and then came back to the yeah. announce table. Because there was a good moment between um, Matt and Mike Seidel's entrance and before Cody came on ca- uh, commentary. Yeah. So, so. Uh, but yeah, that was really awesome. Uh, that, that'll be great for them. Or sorry, it was actually FTR's entrance. Because... FTR comes out as they were heading off, yeah. Yeah, and so while that's happening, Cody probably has his moment and then goes and talks to Brandy, or uh, to the announcers and, so- and stuff. So Yeah, so we get FTR versus Matt and Mike Seidel, and before we get into the match, um, there's an announcement as for Revolution. There's going to be a six-man ladder match, the face of the Revolution ladder match. Uh, winner gets shot at the TNT title, and Scorpio Sky pentagon and cody are already announced yeah so pretty good that's That's interesting uh but they did it really weirdly the the way they started to talk about it like excalibur just kind of talks to cody goes yeah so you've got a a match to announce uh this face of the revolution ladder match and cody's like yep yep i do (laughs) like and that was basically it like because Excalibur took all the information from Cody, like, and just 
blurted it out in his question. I'm like, you just answered your question in your question. Good job, Excalibur. I I enjoy Excalibur's commentary, but sometimes we need Taz out there to slap him. (laughs) Because, you know, Taz is so much better. Taz would have just been like, Excalibur, isn't that what you just, you just told him what he's doing? (laughs) Like, oh, but, uh, FTR and the Seidel brothers uh, was really, really good. Um, it was. Having never seen Mike Seidel before, uh, very impressed. I mean, him and his brother obviously work really well together. I didn't even know Matt's brother wrestled. So I didn't know Matt had a brother. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was I was really impressed with my first ever showing of Mike Seidel. Um Great match between them. Uh, FTR picked up the win, though. Uh, Dax... With the uh, big rig. Yeah, Dax pins Mike uh, after the big rig. Um, And it seems like they're calling on Doc Samson to come in. FTR grabbed the med kit bag from him, grab scissors, and go to cut Mike's hair, which I think is the <laughs> um, thing so... we're going with here. Cash struggles to find the scissors, and Dax clearly knows where they were planted. So he just grabs the bag, opens the front pocket, and grabs the scissors out. <laughs> like it was so funny. Like, but the lights go out, and we have a video on the screen. It's the mat, the mask of Luchasaurus sitting there with the the horns cut off. And obviously Luchasaurus standing in the background. And as he turns, the light's hitting just right. You can see the horns, new mask. And they're bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and lights come back on. And Jurassic Express in the ring. Take out uh, FTR. Uh, and we get an announcement after this, which was like, oh, shit. Um... So, I believe it was on the March 3rd episode, they said. Um, we will have FTR and Tully Blanchard making his return to the ring against Jurassic Express. Tully was not there, by the way, due to, once again, the weather conditions and stuff like that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be interesting. Obviously, we talked about this quickly, too. Um, the Tully's spot is going to be relegated to working with Marco. More uh, but that's fine. Like, it's not like we need to him to have another five-star match, because that's not Tully anymore. Like, well, exactly, exactly. I think I looked it up. I said, what was he, 67? Something like that. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it'll still be cool. It works. I've already seen people bitching about it. Um, but they're not bitching about Sting? No. I'm sure it's the same. Well, I, I saw people bitching about Sting, too. People, okay, fair. I was going to say. We, we talked like, about it earlier in the show. People will literally find anything to complain about. I'm I was going to say, if they're, they're going to bitch about Tully, they need to bitch about Sting, though. Sure, like, sure. We can complain that, that that we've got a lot of new talent, and, and I agree. I do agree. But the thing is, is they're being put in situations where it works and it's going to build new talent. I was going to say, Sting is in a segment... <clears throat> Where he's the only, besides Taz, he's the only established person. Yeah, he is. Really. Like, he Brian is, Cage has, has been established in the North American market, but he's really never been on TV besides Impact. And Ricky, Ricky Starks had a name <laughs> on the indies, but there's a good chance he didn't know who he was. And Darby Allen, I did not know 
myself who Darby Allen was until he was on AEW. Yeah, so you cannot say that they are taking spots from new talent. They yeah. are, in fact, boosting new talent. Yeah, uh, and and then try and call me a hypocrite when I bitch about Goldberg. I'm sorry, Goldberg showed up and was like, I want a title match, and he was just there. So Goldberg comes in, takes the main spot. Sting comes in and takes a mid-card spot. Yeah, and even if Sting gets a TNT Championship match, it's just going to be to elevate Derby. It will, yeah, I, he's I'm not going to beat Darby. McIntyre? You know, he might quickly just put some prestige on the TNT title, but uh, and then lose it back to Darby yeah. in a better match. But but the thing is, is somebody like McIntyre, McIntyre did not need to face Goldberg no. for any reason. It did not make McIntyre more credible. It did not do anything. So. Especially when he had already beaten the likes of Randy Orton. He fucking like, beat Brock Lesnar for the title. Well, yeah, Brock Lesnar too, but, like, honestly, I look at Randy Orton as a more significant win over somebody than Brock, because Brock shows up, does his thing, leaves. We we know that's Brock. Randy, he's consistent. That, that's so. very fair. Um, but, yeah, we, we, get a, we get a quick promo from John Moxley. Um, yes. And he makes an interesting comment in this, uh, which I don't know if you want to talk about. Uh, which one are you talking about? The, the, the grave. I happen to... I, I don't I, remember I, that. You... I didn't write that point down. I didn't... Well, it's what ties back around into the final moments of the show. Well, yeah, I get that, but I don't remember him saying anything about a grave. Yeah, you're going to have to bury them, put them in the grave to... Oh, right, yeah, now I remember it, yeah. Yeah, so okay. just basically talking about the, the, the forecoming match and whatnot, and um, that that it's it's going to take him, you know, putting people, you know, burying people and whatnot to finally yeah. uh, get to where he needs to be. Talking yeah, I don't about, know why I didn't remember that. Talking about uh going and breaking Kenta's neck and, and shit <laughs> like that, um, yeah. And then we get uh the the main event uh Eddie Kingston the Butcher and the Blade accompanied by the Bunny against John Moxley Lance Archer who is accompanied by Jake Roberts obviously and Ray Phoenix. Um, interesting thing Mox Archer and and Phoenix all come out off to the side together as one, which was really awesome. Phoenix's mask. Yeah, that, Holy. that's. I believe that's the same one that him and Penta wore at the first All Out before the Escalera de la Muerte match with the Bucks. Okay. See, because yeah. that mask, it looked like it was going to be similar to Ray's, where he'd pull it off and then his real mask was underneath it. Yeah. He didn't. He wrestled in it. No, he didn't. He pulled it off. It was sitting on the stage right beside him. Well, he wrestled in it for a little bit because when he was punching um, Kingston on the outside, he was in that mask. Well, yeah, because they, they started with a brawl. Yeah, well, but yeah, for a long time, he was in that mask. That mask like, came I, off the second the bell rang. It was, it was I, sitting on the stage. I, for the longest time, I never saw, uh, I saw it on him, so I don't know where I missed. Yeah, that, that's, just, that's just a cover-up mask. Yeah, like I, like I was, said, that, yeah. that was the same things that him and Penta came out yeah, in. Yeah, that's what I thought. Out. But when I saw them start fighting, like, because even um, 
uh, Tony commented saying like, oh, look at the mask he's wearing, like yeah. hinting that it was the one he was actually wrestling in. And for a while, I thought he was in that the whole time. Well, when he so came like, out, I, I knew exactly what it was remembering because I, I actually just. Yeah, I knew it. I no one I had seen that before. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, really solid match. I literally have in my notes here, like Penta or not Penta, sorry, uh, Ray Phoenix is just so fucking good um when he comes in and and gets a lot of good shots there um the match is the match is really great um we get a spot in it which i i mentioned because i i want to keep pointing it out just to show how often it happens because i'm getting annoyed we get a bit of a move fest again where it's one guy in hits a move and they broke it up a bit too uh at the at the end um it's just i'm it's something now that i'm like taking notes and analyzing these shows more than just kind of watching it as i was i'm noticing it so much more in these multi-man matches and it's i understand it's a spot that happens but it's one of those things where it makes it feel less and less important um exactly but uh match is great and mox Mox takes a spinning back fist from Kingston just on the jaw and just yep. turns around, paradigm shifts Kingston and pins him. Um, it was a real, real good match. Yeah, that spot looked really good too. Mox ends up grabbing a mic, uh, and before he gets a chance to say anything, Good Brothers come out, start attacking Moxley, and <coughs> here comes Kenny. And, uh, Kenny tells Mox, uh, you know, you, I know you want your rematch. You got the rematch clause, whatever. Um, and you'll get your, your rematch. Hell, I'll even give it to you at revolution. But the thing is, is if we have a one-on-one match and you lose, you're going to whine and bitch and complain, um, and whatnot, and, and just keeps going off on him. And, he he pulls out some papers and lets Moxley know uh, he received his uh, belated Valentine's gift from uh, Tony Khan. And it just so happens <laughs> that his belated Valentine's gift from Tony Khan is their match at Revolution for the All Elite Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship will be contested in an exploding barbed wire death match we'll talk about that in a second we'll finish the segment off here mox ends up headbutting kenny very similar to what he did to jericho um kenny ends up getting busted and kenny hits him with two really solid v triggers and we close the show um but but now we'll rewind and then we'll get into our our segments here exploding barbed wire death match so the, the title of this episode has big announcements, and this is what I'm referring to because this is huge. Oh, yeah, that's that, that'll be the first televised death match on North American soil. I think. Uh I'm no I don't know if we can say that specifically. From um, what I not how about uh, on a big promotion? For a big promotion, yes, because like like CZW and shit like like they've done it there there's death matches that happen all the time on the indies that are you know aired 
via pay-per-view on fight and stuff but or never buy a major from my knowledge promotion on north american soil yeah that's what i was trying to say yeah um but uh this is this is huge this is Very big. um and i called you right afterwards to discuss this with you and we have decided that we will be having a, an exploding barbed wire swing set death match at one point, the two of us. Uh, <laughs> figured I'd, I'd bring that up. Um, yeah, that'll happen eventually. One day. Keep keep, keep your eyes peeled. We'll, we'll announce it. When we decide it. to kill ourselves. Yeah, pretty well. Um, but this is going to be insane. Um. <laughs> Uh, Renee, Renee Paquette, uh, John Moxley's wife, was not too impressed on Twitter afterwards. I don't think somebody told the wife. <laughs> Would you? No. She she made a comment and she's like, "If my water breaks, it's because of you guys." How far along is she? I don't know. I have no clue. Um, it was a while ago, so. But yeah, I just. Oh, it'll be interesting. Uh, but we'll it'll move, be something else for sure. We'll move forward here, uh, and we'll we'll give our we'll give our <laughs> ratings for this week. Uh, Impact Wrestling. What what did you give out of five? I gave it a three out of five. It was a solid show. Like it, it wasn't a bad show, but it wasn't a great show. I gave it a two point seven five for the same reason. Um. And I'll get into it as well with with one of our segments here in just a few minutes. But coming off of a pay-per-view, they did it with Hard to Kill as well. They they don't run off of the momentum of it, I find. No. It, it, it just felt like, like another show. Yeah, it just it just felt like another impact. It was kind of there. Yeah. And I was like coming off of a really decent pay-per-view with no surrender. There wasn't much of anything that i was like oh yeah like there was moments but i i would never tout it as a great post pay-per-view part no exactly like it wasn't one of those ones where you just are in awe of every segment yeah um dynamite out of five Uh, out of five i gave it a 3.25 really yeah it was a good show, but besides the announcements and stuff, like, it just kind of felt like the same sort of Dynamites. Like, they were good matches. It didn't felt like anything repeated, but, like, it just kind of felt like just another Dynamite. I gave it a 4.25. That's fair. Um, Top to bottom, I found it really good. Uh, I mean, the opening, we set up another match for, for Revolution, which goes along with something we've been building uh we had we had the women's match was fucking phenomenal um sting getting physical the tag title match um like uh no it was definitely a good good dynamite but i just there were some points where i was just like "Eh, i don't know if it hits the same par that it all that it can yeah, that's fair. I like I've been more in awe of other dynamites, you know. Um, and then NXT. 
I gave it a 3.5. I, I, I really enjoyed the NXT, but it wasn't like an, an in awe of as well. So I gave it a three, um, very much so uh, for that same factor of impact. You're coming off of an awesome pay-per-view and you didn't give us much. There was bits. Um, we we are continuing to have next to nothing for the women's title. Like it's it, it especially with the competitors you have going for the women's title, it's bullshit. Yeah, um, no, that that's very fair. Um, we we had a repeat probably... match where they completely took all the attention off of the match. Yep. Um. Yeah, there uh there were just some things about this NXT that I thought just worked a little bit better than the Dynamite. And that's why I just ranked it a little bit higher. <laughs> Maybe go and watch them back again. <laughs> I I mean, I watched them back to back, so I did too. Uh Yeah, well, with our uh Twitter polls here, um Impact Wrestling got a 77.3 on it being a great show um 13.6 on it being a waste of time and 9.1 sitting on the fence right uh nxt we didn't have many votes on but it was 100 percent on it being a great show um and then dynamite was uh quite a bit more votes than nxt uh we had 91.7% uh, on a great show, 83 on a waste of time, and nobody sitting on the fence. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with those. Like, they're, like, when I mark NXT as higher than Dynamite, I liked Dynamite more than NXT, story-wise. But there were, like, I feel like some of the matches on NXT were just a little bit better. So, my only thing which is why I gave it a, a really, really low there um, in comparison, is because, like I said, AEW's had... They're not coming off of anything, and they put on yeah. a stellar show. NXT is coming off of an That's absolutely fair. phenomenal pay-per-view, and I could have cared less about it. Yeah, um, that's very fair. Like, I, I just... I. If if you're booking these shows, don't bother booking them the 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 week like that that the following week after a pay per view, or don't bother booking your pay per view good because it makes you look like a joke on your following show. Because Impact yeah, did the sure. same thing. I'm not just targeting NXT. Impact did it too. Yeah, no, um, for sure. And yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I think I was just able to pick out a few more things that worked a bit better for me on NXT. So, but we'll move on to our match of the night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, impact uh tjp and joss alexander yeah uh like i don't think anything came close um because no. i mean the like main... they were good matches on the card but like they put the best one first the main event was predictable yeah uh i i if you would have thought it was going any other way than it did then what are you even watching at this point um, yeah, exactly. The fa the fatal four way that Trey Miguel won, it, it like you said, it was literally just to give him his win, and it I it pissed me off that it was there. Um, I I don't even know where the Hernandez Myers Cardona shits going. Uh, 
The only other match that I thought was anywhere close, and I'm still annoyed with with bits, was the uh, Reno Scum versus Finn Juice. And yeah, and my big thing that I was annoyed with there was that a new like a team that is supposed to be this great team from Japan struggled to beat a team that we've not seen. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's that was my issue with it. So, but TJP and Josh Alexander take take it without any question there. Yeah, for sure. Um, Dynamite. Uh, the tag title match. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I had to split it up into two. Um, here I gave it to the tag title match as well because it was phenomenal. But I also gave it to the women's match, Rio and Serena Deeb. I, for them barely giving women TV time and, and shit like that, and really not having much to show for their women's division since the pandemic and stuff like that, this match, I went into it and I was excited because it was two fantastic performers. And if we wouldn't have had the Bucks against Santana and Ortiz on that card, I don't think anything stood close to Riho and Serena Deep. Um, They tore the fucking house down. They did fantastic. Um, And then NXT. Uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus The Way. Okay, I need an explanation here. So I just, I really think that they have some good uh, chemistry and the, the match, while it was a repeat, I I want to know where they're going with the way and uh, Loomis. And I was a bit annoyed with the fact that we didn't see Loomis here, which, well, I'll get into later. Um, but this match, while it felt like a rehash, it just felt really good. Like I'm not. But there was barely any focus on it. Is my thing. No, for sure. But what was there, I liked. Uh, And I'm not saying the main event was bad. I'm just saying, I I was able to enjoy this match that I shouldn't have because it was a rehash. So I gave it to the main event. For Um, sure. I mean, the six competitors in it, the story building by the end of it, uh, it all just worked really well. Um in my opinion. Yeah, for uh, sure. And it's building towards some really strong stories. Yeah, uh, exactly. Down the line. Yeah, uh, and in no way am I saying that, that that was definitely, like, technical match of the night, but in my opinion, the match that's gonna make more story for me, I'm really intrigued in the Loomis story, and I'm interested into where that's going. So... Um, okay, uh, segment of the night's next. Looking through my shit here. Um, Impact. Uh, I give it to Storm and Saban doing their thing. Same. Same. I, I, from, even from the start with, with Rohit, before we even knew Storm and Saban were involved, I was enjoying it. And then it was, it's probably the only Swingers Palace segment I've enjoyed as of yet watching Impact. Like, unironically. So, it, yeah, I, I gave it to Storm and Saban as well. Yeah. Um, Dynamite. Uh, okay. Uh, Sting getting physical. 
Yeah, so I doubled up here too. I give it to Sting taking the power bomb because it's been something I've been just very vocal about the last few weeks about Absolutely. like we're getting the same thing where Sting getting physical shit like that. Um, but I also gave it to the Hangman and Dark Order stuff because okay. it, they're just pulling at my heartstrings at this point <laughs> watching all the bte stuff and that what was that we're gonna do it but just wait yeah exactly um and then nxt uh the segment i gave it to the trophy presentation same same because there's uh, just nothing better than watching msk mark out as fans well, yeah, this... MS MSK doing their bit. Uh, even the women, uh, like yeah. no, like I'm not taking away from the women there, but MSK just stood out so amazingly there. Well, the thing is, what I really liked about it was the fact that we know what we're gonna get out of MSK and the tag champs. Like we really didn't need them face to face. We got what we needed, which was the build up for those women. Yeah. Um, and MSK did a great thing just stepping back and letting them do their thing. Right? And, and still having their bit there with the popcorn and that was, was great because it, it made yeah. us remember that they were part of the segment, but they didn't need to be the focus. Yeah, exactly. they're a great team. They went undefeated in the tournament. They're getting the tag shot. Like, we are well aware of all of this stuff. Now let what... Not saying the women need the buildup, but we don't have the tag champs on NXT. So, and hopefully the next few weeks we will. Yeah, I, I definitely believe it, they should be there um, next week. And Considering they only match. have one challenger yeah. ever. So. <clears throat> I remember when tag titles used to have like lines of, uh, of uh, competitors and stuff. and. <laughs> Yeah. I can't I couldn't tell you who would be next in line for the tag titles after Dakota and Raquel. Is there anybody? Oscar and Charlotte, I guess. Moving on. Um <laughs> fuck, I yeah, don't want to talk much. about that. Uh performer of the night for impact. Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tommy again for you. Pardon? I said Tommy again for you, eh? Yeah. Oh, man. He, he just got his ass kicked, and he's 50 damn years old. He doesn't need to do it. Uh, <laughs> I gave mine to Finjuice. Uh, having not watched any of their New Japan stuff, uh, even though, like I said, with how the match went, uh, it makes me want to go and find some of their New Japan stuff because they, yeah. they were great in the ring. Um, which I mean, I've watched, uh, specifically Juice Robinson's stuff, uh, from New Japan. I've watched some of his stuff. I've never seen anything from David Finley, but being part of that legendary Finley family, like, obviously he had to be good. Um, yeah, but them together was just great. Just great. Um, Dynamite performer. I uh, gave it to Riho and Serena Deep. I I gave it to uh, Riho specifically, uh, not to take away from Deeb, but 48 weeks not being in an AEW ring. Obviously, she was still uh, performing with Stardom and stuff, but f 
just coming back and it felt like, you know, there wasn't that 48 week gap. She was there again. It was great seeing her. Um, I just, I, I was very, very happy to see Riho back and, uh, it, it's going to be awesome to see where we, where we go forward with, uh, with that women's, uh, tournament. Yeah. Um, and NXT. Uh, the six man tag competitors, because while I enjoyed the, the women's tag match more, obviously the six man tag was better. Yeah, so I gave it specifically to Kyle O'Reilly. Um, Fair. Because through the night, I mean, the opening segment was great, and I hate it when um, we have something serious like what happened Sunday, and then, um, you know, he got interrupted almost, and, and the person he he wanted wasn't coming out. It was other people. And I loved how even with the music playing, he just openly on the mic was like, "You're not, you're not who I asked for. Like, what yeah. the hell is going on? And then come the main event, uh, being very specific with, like, not wanting to tag Roderick in. And then, um, yeah, just taking that, that bump at the end and selling it right to, to the end. Like, irregardless of what happened after the cameras went off. A lot of those guys would take that bump and still help, somehow be involved in the finish. And yeah. he just laid there and sold it. Um. So literally from the opening moments of the show to the closing moments, uh, I was utterly impressed with Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Um, absolutely. (laughs) So, and then, as I say every time, one of my favorite segments of the show, Worst of the Night, because I get to bitch. One of my favorite things to do. Um, Um, Mine's going to the Fatal 4-Way for Impact. Really? Uh, It was... It was literally just to give Trey his win back, and it's annoying that that is a thing that they think they needed to do. So, I have uh, two specific, and when I say specific, because it's very, very specific issues with the show that are getting my worst of the night. Uh, this this first one kind of doubles up, but it's together. The fact that we got the X Division title match literally right after the pay per view, and yep. the fact that it opened the show. I'm I'm beyond annoyed. And secondly, I've already stated my annoyance where we just came off of a pay-per-view. Why did it feel like it was just a, a, a throw in there? You know where when companies, it, it's very much uh, WWE. About two weeks after Mania till SummerSlam usually or that just after SummerSlam till Royal Rumble. You know where there's that chunk of time where things kind of happen a lot of the time they're just throwing in shows and you don't care a lot of the time. Yep. That's what this felt like. And they just came off of a really strong pay-per-view. So I just, I don't understand the booking of it. Um, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting quite annoyed with, with how that's going. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, how that how that keeps happening because it happened right after Hard to Kill too. Like, there's no yeah. reason you can't book that first show even a bit stronger. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be on the same caliber as the pay per view. It doesn't have to be this mega show, but make me feel like we just came off of a pay per view. Yeah, 
just i don't know no exactly it's very very true uh dynamite um so i gave it to the ftr match specifically for very much the same reason that like i was annoyed with the reno scum match they were they looked kind of weak in a against a team that is not ranked in the uh aew tag title rankings so as much as like it was a good match i just think if we're trying to build ftr as a strong team to face off with jurassic express they needed to look a little stronger against matt and mike but me just being a little nitpicky the only thing that i will give there where it's kind of uh, this will come off a bit hypocritical because I, I very much so dislike the Reno scum thing. Uh, the only reason I'll give it a little bit of credit for it is because of Matt Seidel, um, knowing the competitor he is. No, we 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 were not privy to uh, his brother or how they would uh, operate as a team. I think the only way they, they slightly get away with it, I think it should have been a had bit more one-sided um but i don't think it needed to be super like where where the finn juice reno scum match shouldn't have had much of any offense from reno scum not to be an exactly ass. but no yeah um like for people like we've been watching since the start of january and i and i know i had no clue who they were no yeah. where with the sidels i at least knew matt um yeah that's just so, it. like i it, get it we knew matt but other than that, so it was but, yeah. But yeah, but like I mean, you know his ability, and so you figure exactly. if his brother's anywhere close, so a, a fair bit of offense was was fine. I I do think they had a little too much for what they are building FTR. Like I'm not arguing that. Exactly. I just think their offense in the match is a bit more forgivable than the Finn Juice Reno scum in my for opinion. sure. Yeah. Um. The yeah. It was just. I think because we're trying to make FTR this massive um, heel faction, basically, th it just made them look a little weak. Not Basically, they didn't study tape of Mike. Yeah, that's what it very it. much came across as, yeah. Yeah, and so that basically, like, it may basically makes me think that, like, FTR isn't taking their challengers seriously. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. Um, mine is, uh, basically, I think it's the same as last week's, um, much so not directed towards any specific thing on the dynamite, but an overall issue as a whole, um, more of the women's tournament taking place on YouTube, um, and, and not getting TV time. I I don't understand why we can't carve out for even two matches. Sure, sure, leave the Japanese stuff on so people don't get confused, stuff like that. I can understand not wanting... Well, and especially with only Excalibur calling it. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. I mean, JR and Shivani, you know, aren't going to really know a whole lot. They'll They'll study up on who's winning that side of the bracket to be able to do the commentary on it. But... Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. I I'm still annoyed that we're not getting any on on Dynamite, but now we're even pushing the U.S. side. Well, yeah, that, now we have Tay Conti is... versus I don't even know who. Uh, uh, uh and then Anna J versus Britt Baker. 
Oh, uh, take on, uh, she's fighting Nyla Rose. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, but we can't even carve out the time for that on Dynamite. Like, seriously. uh, Are we trying? Yeah, basically that's like Dynamite saying or AEW saying Nyla Rose and Britt Baker aren't TV draws. I can get why they're saying Anna Jay and Ty Conti aren't. Because they haven't really done much. Comparative to Nyla and Britt. Like, I didn't have a big issue. I was I was annoyed, but I didn't yes. have a huge issue with like the women's tag tournament because they were going for medals at the end. And speaking of the women's tag tournament, where the fuck are Ivelisse and Diamante? Just stating. Um <laughs> Probably in Mexico. Like, haven't seen them in a long time. But uh watch them just be on dark the whole time. But like they weren't going for an overall thing. This match is literally, this tournament is literally to challenge the women's champion. She has yeah. held this title for how long? She's beat everybody who's come her way. And we're throwing the matches on fucking YouTube? I hope it's only for the first round. I just, I'm. Do you think that in the second round, the Japanese side will be on Dynamite? Uh, no, because it's going to be this Monday on YouTube. The second round has already been announced that it'll be Monday on YouTube. So, they're going to do... They're going to do the two two, uh, US side and the two Japanese side. And then the other two round two... Because I was meaning, like, the round two matches, as in, like, the Aja Kong versus whoever. Yeah, that's what's airing Monday. Yeah, because but, because there was four there's four matches on each side and all four Japanese matches are already were already uh uh done up. And so we have the semifinals already on the Japanese side for round 2 that will be airing Monday and then the last two round 1 on the US. Four matches total will be on Monday on YouTube. Okay. See, I thought that there was two matches still to go in the first round of the Japanese side. No, they did. They did all four matches on um, okay. Monday. Um, that's odd. But I just, I'm, I'm getting really. What are the angry. odds that it's Tay Conti versus Ayana J? So I was looking at that, and I thought that'd be really neat. But then it we're just be. gonna fucking throw it on YouTube anyways, right? So, um. But I'm just I like, I'm like, I'll, I'll point out, uh, I know it was just a small bit here, um, but like one thing I can point out that could have, that, that could have cut time and then we could have made up for time on something else to put even another women's match in. Did we really need Kenny sitting and, and reading the young books book to the children? Does that add anything to anything other than out of the bucks book? He got something about himself. Did we need it? No, we didn't. I mean, we didn't need it, but it was great. But if but if it's that or potentially having another women's match on the card, I would take the women's match just about any day of the week. I, I see your point there. Um, Because the thing is, at this point, I'm no longer believing AEW when they're saying, like, whenever they say, like, we're going to get more women on the card or we're trying to do it or this and that. I'm no longer believing it. Because they've been saying it now for over a year of Dynamite. 
and we still aren't seeing it. I understand we had an issue with the pandemic. You had next to none of the roster, but now you do. Now you do have more of that roster. Uh, but I don't think they have the portions of the roster they really wanted for what this tournament might have been. Because I feel like Anna Jay and Ty Conti wouldn't be in this at all if they had their full roster. Uh, I could see Anna Jay. Uh, Ty Conti, maybe not. Anna Jay, I yes, could also though, because she's been a staple uh, for sure. a while. Maybe if they expanded it to be a round further as well. So there was uh, uh, one more round, then sure. But I still think there would be at least one or two other people over Anna. It, it it still doesn't excuse for them just not making TV time. Is no, it's thing. very no. I I get that it's, very it's, much. It's like, been over a year, and it's been said since the the first month of Dynamite. Like, why sure. are we only getting five minutes of women on the two hour show? We're working on it. You'll see more. We're working on it. But are you sure? We had a fantastic showing from from Rio and Serena Deeb. I don't want to take away from them. They got lots of TV time. They did great. But this is the first time in ages that I can actually point out and be like, sure. And it was still only one match. It, it just... No, I, I, I get that. I do. Um, I just, I think there was um, other portions that worked, you know, or that like in play here that just... Uh we can't quite see as to why they're doing it the way they're doing it. Well, I, I don't know. I just, I, I no longer believe them when they say they're working on it. No, I get that. The thing is, is I will be up in arms completely. Um, cause the thing is, is even with the way they showed the bracket, I'm still not sure whether or not the title match is at revolution or the finals is at revolution. Still not aware of that. Um, but um, from, I'll from say... what I actually just saw, it is going to be the, here, I'll pull up the image here. Cause I, I just read what it said. The, the winner will face AEW women's champion Hikaru Shida at revolution. Does it say at revolution? Well, it says that title and then right underneath it is the revolution logo. See, but that that's the thing, because they put that right under the finals, and we have not been told anything about the finals yet. Well, but the so what it has is like uh yeah, I don't even know. Like I, from what I understand it, the, the title match will be at Revolution. Yeah. But well, I I will have zero forgiveness for AEW if they uh if they put the finals on YouTube. If they do something like that. I <laughs> I will be beyond pissed. That's fair. Because there's no That's excuse fair. then. There really isn't. No, that is fair. Yeah. Um, but anyways, moving on. Uh worst of the night for NXT. Okay. So this is where my kind of match and worst of the night kind of meld together. The portion of my match of the night that I was annoyed with was that when Austin Theory got revealed, Loomis just didn't care. Like, he just didn't do anything, didn't show up, didn't care that his abducted person has now been re-abducted back to his family. Like, it's just, why was Loomis not 
caring at all of his plan being ruined. So I loved the the match, and even if it was a side portion for the main story, the match wasn't bad, but we just didn't get any extra build off of it. Yeah, so I gave mine uh, not specifically to the match itself, but the segment as a whole. There was no reason to put those four women into a match to have it be a side thought and have a shitty finish. No, that is that is um, fair. Especially I, I just I really with, enjoyed what they did. I didn't feel like it was anything new that we didn't see a week ago. Um fair. as well. Uh I just we we just had the match. It wasn't like it was two, three, four weeks ago. We just had the match and the, even the commentators, it wasn't about it wasn't about no, the match. Not none of it was about true. the match. So why put those four women in that spot when you don't care about the match? You really, the the point was never to care about the match. The finish of the match was a fucking joke. When we could have just made a whole segment, not worried about the match, not put the four women in that situation, and we could have taken that, had a full segment of them finding Austin Theory, and then including Dexter Loomis in it. Yeah, but we put it with a match. The match was a side thought. That is um, fair. I I just I don't know when when I think of how the match actually went, it felt like it was a continuation of where they were at the last week. Like they they didn't do anything new, but at the same time there were answers to things that happened that um like so the way reversed moves that last time they didn't and stuff like that there was just some nice storytelling inside the match that i just psychologically really enjoyed well it's just the the other issues directly with the match that i had is like i said it was a week ago we had a fantastic showing they got a lot of time last week it was great we get it a week later and sure psychology wise like you said they reverse moves they didn't last week stuff like that that's cool but why put that in that position if if it's something uh, uh, storytelling and psychological like that? Why not give it a segment of its own That's where where it can matter? Because yep. honestly, at this point, that match doesn't matter to anything. Anything. The that, the, the outcome true. of that segment was Austin Theory was found. Nobody's ever gonna look at that match again to give a shit because that wasn't the point of it. That's no, that's, that's where fair. my issue was. You put those four women in a situation where they're all great competitors. Their match last yeah. week was fantastic. I wouldn't have cared if we had the same match this week that we had last week. And they did fantastic. My biggest issue with it was nobody gave a shit about the match. That's because very true. it's not what that segment was based for. If we would have taken all the van stuff, the Gargano, the, the- taken all that out. That match probably would have gotten my match of the uh, match of the night myself, but it's the yeah. fact that nobody nobody obviously cared. That's very true. <laughs> no, I, I'm not think saying I was... nobody. Like obviously, yeah. you, you cared enough to watch the match, but if you put it on paper, who the fuck cared about the match when the storytelling wasn't in the match? <laughs> no, that's that's very true. I just liked the the storytelling that like ember and shotzi were able to do with indy and candace like yeah they, in the match they, sure 
yeah, what what we were shown was really good. And I think that's why I gave it to my match of the night because it was like I I want to see more of these teams go at it, basically. My other biggest issue with it was we were doing hard cuts away from the match, which took the yeah. focus fully off yes. the match. If, if we would if have it just done did like a picture in picture. Like a oh shit, this is happening backstage, but here's the match still. Sure. But it's the fact that they were deadass, like, forget the match is happening. Like, that's where I'm getting at the nobody For cared. Sure. Yes. Was they were like, forget the fucking match is happening. This is what's happening. I'm like, we've got a yeah. match. Yeah, Why the that's fuck do fun. I care that Gargano's at the van? We've got a match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's where my issue was. Like I'm saying, I'm not taking away from the actual physical match. It's yeah. just the way the segment from start to finish happened was like, why did we even bother with a match? You could have taken the time we used in the match and actually done something, had Loomis involved, made me really care about what happened. But instead, here's Austin Theory. He's zip tied in his underpants. Shitty finish. And nothing more. And the worst part is yeah. the finish of the match the ones who won the match, nobody even fucking cared that Ember and Shotzi won. That's very it true. It was the fact that Austin Theory was found. Like, how shitty is that on Ember and Shotzi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it did feel uh, weird. I but, feel like uh, yeah. Hunter had his head shoved up Vince's ass on this episode. <laughs> Maybe Vince was in charge. Maybe no. they're testing out that. Maybe Vince and, and Hunter are going to switch roles. Vince will take care of NXT, and Hunter will take care of the main roster. Um, see, I I see you for a second go, well, that doesn't sound horrible as long as Vince or Triple H can just take whoever he wants from NXT. <laughs> That's my only thing. I'm like, so Balor loses the title next week to Goldberg. Yeah. And... <laughs> Reigns uh, just leaves the Universal title in the ring this Friday. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't mind Hunter taking over Ron SmackDown, but don't do this to my NXT. Me okay, so so take, like, 90% of the NXT roster, bring them up onto the main <laughs> roster, and take the bits and pieces of the main roster that really don't matter, shove them on NXT, we'll stop reviewing NXT, and... We'll call it the Vince Show, and we'll do a quick review, and tonight on the Vince seconds. Show, yep, this happened. 30 <laughs> seconds is what we will give to it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, You would watch NXT go from one of the most watched shows to the least watched show. 100 fucking percent. So uh, we'll finish this off here. Uh, it's been a lengthy podcast today. Uh, obviously with it being post-pay-per-view stuff, even though it didn't yes. feel like it most of the time. Uh, predictions going forward, we have uh, SmackDown, which uh, we will obviously cover. And in that episode, we will cover the preview for the Elimination Chamber this Sunday. Uh, but any predictions solidly for SmackDown? Anything big? Anything crazy? I honestly don't know at this point, and I'm starting to not care. That's my issue. Like, I, my brain's just like, Braun Strowman will show up because he's not on Fuck Raw anymore. <laughs> like... Oh my god, no! No! <laughs> um, I just... I don't have anything that I can be like, yeah, this. Um, um, 
like obviously we're gonna get a little more for the chamber, but we already know who's all in the chamber. Are um, we really only getting two chamber matches? Does Sasha have an opponent yet? I bet you we get Sasha and Carmella again. Cause with you know, Reginald as the special guest referee. Oh, fuck off. <sighs> um Handicap match. God, winner Re- takes the title. Re- Reginald and Carmella against Sasha Banks, and if... whoever gets the pin gets the title. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't like. You can tell how excited like that I am. Idea. Um, who are the tag champs? Rude and Ziggler. Rude and Ziggler wanted in the chamber so much last week that we get the tag title chamber announced. There. I don't think WWE is going to book more than two chamber matches. Just. Hey, at least I'm contributing to the prediction. How about this? I'll, I'll stack on your, your prediction there. They'll bump it to the pre-show. The chamber match. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, thank you everybody for tuning. (laughs) (laughs) I, I want nothing more to do with this until after smackdown and see what they do could you imagine this week or this sunday on the pre-show for the elimination chamber it's the smackdown tag team titles on the line inside an elimination chamber you know what sure i'll yeah, I'll, I'll do, do that prediction too they'll announce the pre-show chamber match in the chamber yep 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 sure because I'm that's that how much faith angry. I have in WWE. That's how fucking angry I am. Well, yeah. you got anything else to add to this episode? We've we've been blabbing on for for almost just under four hours. So uh... yeah, uh, nothing really. Just make sure that uh, to give us a follow on Twitter at Walking the Ropes there because we try to keep up with any news and information that we can find on Twitter and anywhere else. And so if you guys tweet us, that'll help us out there we'll be able to have more people sending us news information every week yep so yeah just make sure you do that so along with that uh you can obviously find our twitter through our link tree or it's just at walking the ropes um and speaking of our link tree you can find the links for everything walking the ropes through there that includes uh ways to support us our social medias and every podcast platform that we are available on if something's not listed there Check your podcasting platform. Check for Walking the Ropes with, with Blake and Caleb. And if it's not there, tweet us. Let us know. And uh, we will do everything in our power to to get the podcast on that platform. But as like, of Unless right we now, have to sign contracts or something, I don't <laughs> think there's anything that's going to be holding us back from getting on podcasts. As of right now, we're available like Amazon Music. Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, iHeartRadio just recently, Anchor, Breaker, uh, like, so Speaker, many. speaker. <laughs> Everything and anything in between. You can, if you have a Google Home or uh, Amazon Echo a smart device, you can ask them to play Walking the Ropes with Blake and Caleb, and they will give you the most recent episode. Like, we are available everywhere that we can be that we know of. So, if you find another place for us to be, let us know. We'll be there. 
like uh, our VODs are available on YouTube shortly after we're done being live along around the same time as the audio podcasts become available. So uh, there's always a way to listen to us. Um, But with that being said, we'll be back for our SmackDown review and Elimination Chamber preview show. Um, But until then, uh, thank you everybody for listening, tuning in and all that good stuff. And uh, we will see you uh, for the next show. Yeah, we'll see you then. Take care.